Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 10th of February, 2022. This is The Gap, episode 601. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guru's here. Job Podcast is running a little bit late today. We've got some exciting news about Futurama. Oh. Are you excited about that? No, I'm not excited at all. Are you excited oh. about that? No, I, I don't watch Futurama. What, at you all? Could, should, you should expect. You don't I've watched episodes of it, but I'm not like a, a super Jesus nerd like you. <laughs> But you, but you fucking watch Succession. But you fucking watch Succession. Yeah. One of them was the greatest shows of of all time, like universally acclaimed, recognized the world around as one of the best shows Those, ever. And the yeah, other one succession. is Succession. Right. And the other one is fucking oh, everyone's got a piece backwards. of shit. And one of these shows is still running, Job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Futurama is still running. It was literally announced right. today. You fucking dork. Um, so why why, is, why does this not excite you? Does it does it ruin the uh, I don't know the uh, story arc of how it was cancelled or uh, the, the the series hasn't been good since the end of season five, right? Like that's just how it is. Back in right nineteen ninety six, like The Simpsons, right? Futurama had a handful of great seasons, untouchable seasons, filled with the Conan series, unparalleled comedy. Uh, not quite, like you know, I guess along the same lines uh, as as the Conan series, but mm. um, yeah, it's uh, it stops being quality. I mean, it got cancelled, but they ended yep. it on a strong note, right? There's like the last episode of Futurama, as in season five episode, Don't spoil it. whatever, uh, ends on a perfect note. It is is fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of tv of any yeah. show um and then they rebooted it and like we we did it with like you know you know you do your we got like shows that we chuck on in the background or whatever and so uh, hey? scrubs yeah 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 we re- i'm listing them i'm listing the shows Chuck. oh all, all the all the uh yeah. shows that that are on the on the rewatch list scrubs is that it yeah what scrubs else? seinfeld uh, uh, seasons four of Lost. Uh, season four of Lost. <laughs> I don't know. Seasons two through fourteen of Simpsons. <laughs> the shorter one, the one where they had the writer strike and like uh, there was no TV out for a year. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good year. Good year. <clears throat> All the kids are like, "What the fuck is TV? What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. what is that? That's what you watch streaming shows on. That's what you watch Netflix on. I don't understand. Uh, um. Back when you had to tune in for shit instead of just... I guess I tuned in for Mandalorian last night, a.k.a. Boba Fett. A.k.a. the Mandalorian featuring Boba Fett. Uh, That's a spoiler. I'm still what four episodes in. I started watching... Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You No, get the fuck out of here. Wait, hold up. The, the, so the series finale, the finale aired like less than twelve hours ago, and you're like, "Shut the fuck up." I'm <laughs> talking about stuff that happened two episodes, like two fucking weeks ago, three weeks ago at this point. I'm not talking about stuff that happened last night, right? I'm just talking about stuff that you know happened earlier, right? Wow. Mandalorian, right? And then yeah, so I'm just talking about that stuff. But yeah, I tuned in for that. I guess mm-hmm. it's counter to that point. 
Luke hasn't been tuning in. He's been watching, I don't know, fucking season four of the of Lost or Ozark. Ah, yeah, watched Ozark right. and something else recently. Murderville. I uh, know I've been watching that by myself. Um, Is your wife not about it? I reckon she'd like it. I'm surprised. Uh, she watched the first episode. Yeah, and she and was, was like, like, "You can watch it without me." I oh, think she watched it on her own time. She guessed it wrong. Is that what it was? She got the she got the answer wrong. Probably. That's what she's it was. a bit upset about that. Yeah. We don't talk about she it got anymore. Fucking boomed. Yeah. <laughs> Shit at fucking mysteries. I get it. It's it's fine. It's it's fine. Um, but that's that's pretty good. I liked Murderville. That was pretty good. There's so much I've got to catch up on. Holy shit. Well, we've I still haven't started Peacemaker yet. Oh, you still haven't? Fuck, you're cooked. Um, That other show, uh, the Jack Reacher one. We watched all the Reacher in one day. That Yellow Jackets, I haven't started that. Reacher is so fucking dumb, man. It's so dumb. Oh, my God. But it's very watchable. It's, it is like, it's the fast food of event TV. It is... Mm a KFC double down of a TV show where you're like, I cannot believe, I can't believe this exists. I cannot believe it is as popular as it is. Holy shit. I can't believe I'm eating all of it. Like that is Reacher. You're just like fucking, well, yeah, of course I'm going to have a fucking another one. Right. Why wouldn't Mm. I? Uh, Yeah. Hey, I had a dream, right? Because this is episode 601. I had a dream. Yeah, I had a dream that we did. You know how they do those ads on podcasts where they just like live read an ad. Yeah, and I had a dream that we started doing that for episode six hundred one. What was the ad about? Do you remember? Was uh, we're selling water now? Yeah, Yeah. no, just just drink water. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hey, from what the government was like? Can you read this out? No, drinking water. It was just big. Read those pearly whites, nice and shiny for the. Fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to bring fluoride into it? Uh, yeah, because no, it's, it's in the water, right? They they put it in there to yeah, make your teeth, it. yeah, to make clean. your teeth stronger. Who knows what else is in there? Like, I went to the dentist last year, maybe, mm. or at some point. I don't fucking know anymore. Uh, whenever the last three years blurred together, whenever I went to the dentist, I went to the dentist, mm. and he was like literally making shit up to do. He was like, yeah, no. I don't think we need to do anything, but we could like, you know, maybe that's a cavity. We could probably fill that in. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. But I hadn't been to the dentist for eight years prior to that. Well, that's that's insane. You should go to another dentist and check. Every time I go to one, they're like, what's this shit? Fuck. But I reckon that's all part of the scam. I reckon fucking dentists (laughs) are on the scam shit, man. Like you can't trust them. You can't trust them. Right. I know that's really harsh to say. And for any dentists listening out there, I apologize but they're like mechanics, are you saying? Where you get in there and they're like, oh, got to change your that's tires. Exactly like, it. That is exactly it. It's a fucking four-week-old car. They had to bought it. Like, incentivize oh, to just fucking lie to you and nobody can... Fu- like, it's worse than mechanics. Yeah. It, like, I'm joking, by the way, when I say that. I'm, I'm, for the mechanics of the listing, I'm taking the piss. That's never happened to me. To be honest, I've taken my car in for a service... For the last like 15 years, I've never had them come back and be like, oh, we've got to change the filter. It's, and it's, like, like a, it's an old stereotype, right? Like, it's yeah, a, I know. I'm a classic sitcom. I'm taking the piss. Although, yes. when I took my bike to the, the bike place, Cycle World, oh, for them to yeah. fix up my terrible uh, construction effort, 
right? It was way worse afterwards. Like, first of all, they overinflated the fucking tires. Oh, right? did you did you call up like ACA and say, hey, Tracy, I got a story for you? Oh, here we go. E bikes. These dodgy, <laughs> dodgy bike repair. Yeah, they, you you put like a hidden camera on there and you see them like loosening the wheel nuts. Yep. So that when you ride out, they it falls apart. Fall apart. Yeah. No, seriously, they overinflated the tire, right? So the first bump I hit, it exploded, literally exploded. Uh, and then, like, also they, they like, did something. They must have like degreased or something. But I've got these. I've got disc brakes. Degreased. I've got disc brake. Yeah, I don't. I don't have enough fucking. I don't have enough knowledge to like have a fucking like baby powdered the the brake. I don't have enough knowledge to perfectly fucking like elocute what it is they did to fuck me here but they did something and this is my best guess is they degreased it right because the 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 brakes squeal whenever i jump on the brakes and that is an indication that like whatever like there's something between the brake and the disc or there's something that has been cleaned away and so the, the like the stuff that lubes it to make it not squeal is gone or something they've done something but they fucked that shit up. They did a terrible job and they charged me fucking loads for it. And I was like, you fucking, you fucking dogs. Fuck, fuck this shit. I'm never going to a fucking bike yeah. repairman again. The only reason I did go to a bike repairman in the first place is because when I put my bike together, turns out, and uh, you wouldn't know this, Luke, even though you, you pretend no. like you know everything. But uh, I do know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You got a Ask thread. She'll tell you. You got to thread a <laughs> like the bike pedal. You got to thread it backwards when you're putting it in, and nowhere, yeah. nowhere in the manual does it explain this. So you know, you know, righty tidy, lefty loosey. Not so with bike pedals, right? You got to go backwards, and if you if you don't do it that way, and if you just fucking like big dick it and screw it in the correct way well you know the air quotes correct way right you're just gonna you strip the threads and you fuck your like your entire pedal system so i had to go get them to like fix that which was painful so uh yeah so that's why i went to them in the first place anyway um so yeah where was I? Oh yeah, water. Right. So anyway, drink, selling water. Drink more yep. water. We're not even selling it, right? Oh. That was the dream. Was we just like told people to drink water? Were we getting paid for it still? No. Or they were just like forcing us to be like, we just the government has taken over podcasting now, and they're like, read this. You have to read this live on air, and we're like, yeah. we don't go out live. Shit. And they're like, like. And they're like, live is just an expression. You just have to fucking, it's just a type of ad read. Just fucking say this. Like, it's yeah. not a fucking something you pre-record. I'm like, oh, all right, well, fair enough. Drink water. Um, Are you sure this was a dream? Because this sounds like something the government would do. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. You reckon they do you it? You don't think they're shit? Oh, no, they're awful. But would they, they tell us? They're terrible Would things. they tell people to drink water? I don't think so. No, would they would they hijack Who? podcasting in oh, Australia and be like, this is true. what we're doing now? Yeah. Very true. But not to not to drink water. That's the thing. 
right? Oh, you think they they have like some sort of government drink? Yep. And they're like, you got to tell people to drink this. That's it, right? Like, I don't know what it'd be be called. All I know is that fucking Angus Taylor would have his dirty little fucking mitts in uh, in the business behind it. He'd get a one billion dollar fucking grant to explore whether or not it was viable. And he'd spend a hundred thousand dollars of it. Um. Anyway. Anyway, we're getting political. Look out! Dangerous That's territory. it. We're a politics podcast now. Yeah. Uh. Not really. Anyway, PUBG is on the list. Video games. Yeah. PUBG is on the list. Hey, we just you bought played ba- some. We just bought Batman tickets. Oh, we just yeah, we did buy Batman tickets. Just went up this morning like on this, sale. This morning. I have just finished rewatching Christopher Nolan's Batman's this oh, week. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Over the last week, which um, ones? They're very good films. Yeah, even the third one. I still like the third one. Do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're all good. I like it's it's like the the the, the John Wick problem, right? Is like yeah, they're all fucking really good, no. except one of them's no, not even close. You- not even close. Not even close. Oh, you think John Wick series is better than the Batman series? As a series, yeah. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is they're all very, like, they're all good. There's, like, a level of good. No, like, right? How like, how good are they? Right, John Wick, right, is, like, a 85. No, no, I'm not talking, I'm not comparing John Wick and Batman now. I'm just saying that they're all... I'm just saying, right, John Wick's an 85. Okay. Yeah. John Wick 2 is a 89. John Wick 3 yeah. is, like, an 83. Right, and that averages yeah. out to about an eighty-six, right? Yeah. Batman Begins is like a eighty-nine. The Dark Knight yeah. is like a ninety-three. And ninety-three, okay. And the night, yeah. the Dark Knight rises, rises is like a seventy-something, yeah. and so that averages out to like fucking I don't know forty or something. Okay, your maths is a little bit off, but we'll we'll get there one day. I'm close. You know, I'm close. it's still like close to eighty, but. <laughs> It's sure. close to 80, but it's not above John Wick, is what I'm saying. So, I, well, That's not what I was saying. I was saying you're comparing three good films and there's going to be films that are not as good as the other. And that's what I, I think they're all still good films. Yeah, but you can say that about anything. You can say that about Alien. No. No. Yeah, you can. You, I mean, we know how much you love Aliens, but there's like there's more bad Alien films than there are good ones. Right, but if you would say three Alien films, Alien, Aliens, and Aliens 3... Right, you but could say, oh well, you know, there's, there's some bad seventy percent of them out, right? But you can do the fucking same maths again. You can do the same maths again. Alien ninety two, Aliens ninety flat, Aliens three, I mean seventy nine or something. Seventy nine. Oh, the the it's a lot less than that. Director's cut. The director's cut, obviously. Oh, uh, okay. The coherent f- version of the film. Uh doesn't mean that's good, Joe, just because they put something out. It is It is a good movie, you fucking... Just because yeah, you did... Okay. Like, this is you coming, fucking, coming from what? fucking the King of the Covenant over here. Get the fuck out of here. Just because you like the alien fucking Prometheus more than fucking Aliens 3, you, you're you're like, oh, Joss Whedon's efforts on resurrection uh, don't get enough fucking credit. Because you love Joss Whedon now. This for... Um, all right, so yeah, Batman tickets went up. Bought yep. them this morning. I'm excited. March second. Yeah, I've not seen anything about this film. I don't know. No, that's not true. I do know things because I've seen fucking posts, inter- internet, fucking yeah, pictures and yeah. Um, 
I've been so. <clears throat> anyway, PUBG. PUBG. Been pl- I, I played a bit of this. Played a bit of yeah. this on the weekend. I was trying to yeah, play another cool. game, but it wouldn't fucking work. So, um, played some PUBG. Jumped into a game with uh, a couple of games, actually, with JB and Dr. E3 and more guy ju- jumped in to join us. We had some fucking good runs. We had some good runs. We had one game on Vikendi that was just an absolute clusterfuck, but a funny clusterfuck. Uh, landed in whatever that big town is. You know the big town in Vikendi. You know the one. Yeah, you do. Shut the fuck up. No. Uh, I don't know the names of them. Yeah, there's that big town in Vikendi. We landed <laughs> there. Uh, me and Mork landed on top of each other. Uh, but we managed to split out pretty well. Uh, and then uh, JB and, and Dr. E3 sort of went down the other end of this little complex that we were on. And uh, we didn't know it at the time. I distinctly remember we were trying to fucking do the maths on how many mm-hmm. fucking people there were around us. And we were thinking maybe two groups. But there were like three groups around us one of them bailed uh but we actually took down parts of three different fucking teams and we only lost morkai to a devastating c4 related friendly fire incidents where i was channeling uh my best luke impression where when you get c4 you use c4 and uh i actually hadn't used c4 before <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time I'd actually uh, used it, and uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect. But I kind of thought it would throw further than it did. So I pick up the C4, and I try to I tried to throw it uh, out this window so it'd land on the ground because I figured that way Mork would be far enough away that because he was on basically on the roof of this building. But what actually happened was it sort of just landed on the windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was not a survivable situation for, for Mork, unfortunately. Because uh, it sort of explodes through walls and stuff like that. So uh, Yeah, it's like an AOE, but it goes through everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's huge. Um, so uh, it was actually, in my mind, right, it was actually pretty touching, right? Because I'm like, I'm there. I'm like, oh, geez, Mork, I fucked up, man. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're going to die. You're dead. I'm so sorry. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. He, he, he copped it well. We blacked the rest of these fucking teams, right? Uh, I think we li- like we left for candy, like me and, me and Drew had like three kills apiece. Uh not including my friendly fire incident. JB had, I think, two kills plus a friendly fire incident because uh, he just fucking blapped Drew at one point for no reason at all. He got, like, he got super paranoid that there was someone running around him. And me and Drew are, like, upstairs. We're like, no, there's no one here. And he's like, yeah, there is, there is. I guarantee it. They're definitely around us. They're definitely around us. And so we, like, go to sort of, like, help him out but we were already really close which was what he was hearing uh and then he just fucking lasered drew and i've never seen 
it has to be the best shooting JB has ever done in PUBG. It was fucking perfect from a recoil control perspective. He just fucking lasered that shit. It was fantastic. Uh, I, like, if it was like if it was against another player who wasn't on our team, it would have been fucking all over the place. It would have been fucking that scene in Pulp Fiction where it shoots all around them and uh, and Samuel Jackson's character gets convinced that he's invincible type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway. So we get Drew back up, find him some new gear, uh, find him a new vest and stuff. And uh, yeah, we have to get the fuck out. But we hear the train coming. I've never been on the train in, in Vikendi. Uh, JB hadn't been on it. Uh, JB had been talking about going on the train the whole game. Like the whole game. So I'm like, why don't we jump on the train, guys? Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. So the train was not going. We had to drive a car to get to the train station and the train was going straight into the blue, which was not ideal. Um, And yeah, so that wasn't good. But uh, we jumped off, took a... Fair chunk of damage jumping off. Drew did not jump off. Uh, he found an emergency pickup and he popped that shit from inside the blue. Wore a bunch of damage. Got shot while he was floating in. I'm driving this car into the circle. JB screaming in my ear the entire time. He's like, oh my God, we're going to die. Joe, please save me. And I'm like, calm down, JB. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, chum. We've got this. And he's like, oh my Anyway, we're getting shot at. I pick up Drew. We drive across the ice. And I forgot that ice, you've got no traction. So you sort of just, there's no turning once you're on the ice. Uh, I forgot about that shit. So we just sort of fucking careened across the ice. Uh, We're getting shot at from fucking every single direction. Drew jumps out of the car for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, And so I- He's pulling his best Gavin impression. It was a- Great school impression. Classic. (laughs) A classic- uh, so I sort of like swing it around and loop back to sort of pick him up, right? And JB's like, oh my God, we're still going to die, JB. Ridiculous shit, right? I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe we live, maybe we don't. But we didn't set ourselves up for the greatest path to victory when we jumped on the train like you wanted, JB. He did. He begged us, begged us to go to, on this train. He begged it. So, uh, you know. You know. Anyway, uh, we died, and afterwards, in the uh, ongoing court case, uh, the ensuing court case rather, to determine fault over why we lost that game, I think we we realised at the end of the day that if Morkai hadn't let himself get killed at the start of the game, then our circumstances would have been very different. So. All fault was laid at Morco's feet, mm-hmm. which I think was fair. And then the yeah, I agree. The next game don't we went killed. to, right? Don't get killed. That's the only job. Hey, I've got this wireless mouse, and you know how I am about wireless mice, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I got this wireless mouse. You got a wireless mouse? No, no. Don't trust them. Right. My thing, right, is that it's got software DPI settings. Mm-hmm. But when it turns itself off to save battery, 
right, if I haven't used it for like a minute, the software turns off. And so the first like couple of movements on the mouse are like some weird DPI that I haven't set. And then it kicks in. Yeah, in Windows. It'd be a Windows setting. Right, and then it just fucking like goes. It's just like fucking see you later, alligator. Like now, now the DPI is up. We're going. Peace out, baby. Like it's just weird. Anyway. Yeah. Watch me do six three sixties. Right. Like, like I don't know what that is in my head, so I couldn't say six three sixty. Yeah. Go. Do it. Yeah. I'm not a snowboarder. I don't. I can't tell you these things. Go, man. Go. Twenty one sixty. Twenty one sixty. Yeah. 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 Sure. I reckon. All right. Yeah. I reckon. Anyway. Uh, so, second game, we're on... T- not second game, but one of our other games. This is a really good one. We're on Tago. We go to Hosan, which is my favorite favorite spot on the map, right? Every time we land there, I think, uh, you know, I left my heart to the sappers round Hosan. <laughs> um, anyway, we got those four little buildings that we always land at. Me and Drew land there. Mork and fucking JB land in the center of the fucking city. You know where... Because Hosan's a good drop, right? Because it's medium spicy, right? Yeah. It's not a spicy drop, uh, but it can be. You can. It's it's like a it's like a fucking good Indian curry, right? Where you can adjust. You'd be like, I want mild, medium, or hot, right? And by default, it's 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 medium, but you can like go medium hot just by landing in the middle of the fucking city. We land at these four buildings. Uh, it's a varying hotness, but about medium. People know you're there. They'll come try to get you. Uh, it's a good fight, good amount of loot. Fucking JB and Mork land in the center of the city, which may as well be landing at the fucking school because it's, it's muy caliente. And uh, like fucking banana shit. We, like me and Drew like fucking have to drop everything. Like as soon as we've got some fucking gear, we just fucking belt over to go help them. It works, right? There were two other teams in in Hosan, uh, and uh, yeah, we get we get to to helping, and uh, we fail to save Mork. Mork dying early is a bit of a trend, unfortunately, bit of a trend. But it's Tago, so he can go on the respawn island and come back in, which is good. Uh, we get bogged down taking out these two other teams. We do a good job with it, actually. Uh, like we actually do manage to cap them all, uh, while only losing Mork, which is awesome. Uh, they made a mistake by not pushing, uh, when they downed Drew, I think, or, or JB, I can't remember, one of them. One of them got downed and if they'd pushed at that moment, it would have been done. It would have been over. We couldn't have stopped them. Uh, but we got away with some shit because, uh, I think one of them was droning, and so it was effectively not really in the fight and it sort of put them on the back the back foot. They were sort of waiting for us to engage. But we had a, we had a decent position, so we were able to do it pretty easily. And once Mork went down, I managed to cap that dude. They went on the refrag. I capped that guy. Drew got one of them. And I think JB got one of them. We have to belt out. Like literally the blue arrives as we get the last one. We're sprinting out of fucking Hosan. It's way up on the north of the fucking of Tago. And uh, we have to get across this fucking bridge. We find one of those little electric trucks. You know, those terrible trucks 
that turn like shit. We jump on one of those and there's a bridge on Tago that isn't fucking finished. But I didn't realize that until we got to it. And so I, yeah. you know, you do alt right click and you chart a path. So I chart this path to this fucking bridge and we're coming up to it and Drew's like, that bridge isn't fucking finished. And uh, I'm like, well, fucking who cares? Like, like as he finishes saying finished, we start getting shot at. And we're like, well, who cares? Just fucking, we'll drive into the fucking water. We don't even do that. Drew like speeds that shit. We just fucking go across the fucking bridge and make the jump. Like we just do the jump and fucking drive on. It was fucking spectacular. It was awesome. And we like crash into a little compound where fucking sniping cunts is there trying to come across because the dudes who were shooting us, they are outside of the circle. So we're shooting them as they're trying to get across the bridge and there's another little uh, compound up the road from us. So we're getting shot at from them and we're shooting back and like it's a, it's a good long-range fight. Which I don't really go in for a lot in PUBG. I prefer medium to short-range fights because uh, you can actually confirm your kills too often. You're sort of just pissing away ammo and and maybe health. maybe yeah. using up their health stuff, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's you know, it is what it is. We couldn't really like the way Tago's let out laid out. There's there's a lot of open ground, so if we wanted to go short range engage, we'd have to close the distance under pretty heavy fire. Circle shifts further north. And uh, we've got no choice but to, to move again. We jump back into the, the shitty little truck. I'm driving now. And uh, we know, like, we're just sort of fucking, there's gunfire fucking everywhere. And it's this this shitty little electric truck is terrible on uh, off-road. When it's off-road, it's, it's awful. Right? It's not good on-road, but it's even worse off-road. And so we're just fucking doing what we can i'm just driving wherever we can we're under fire the whole time fucking everyone's taking hits i'm waiting for the the inevitable fucking headshot to the driver i'm doing little <laughs> serpentines but this thing can't handle serpentines like you got to drive basically dead straight if you're off-roading this fucking thing but every little wiggle i'm like oh it's about as much as i can handle we fucking do whatever i can we managed to crash in on this fucking compound, uh, like just barely. And it's a really good spot. It's a really fucking good spot. It's like well situated in the center of the circle. There is a hill above it to one side, but otherwise it's got a good view of fucking everywhere on the map. And uh, as we're waiting there, we're like popping at more long range shit but uh, getting work done and uh, the plane flies over and basically drops. On Tayo, it does this like 100 crate drop type thing, like just drops fucking tons of crates. And it does that. Yep. And uh, yeah, I managed to get an AWM, like level three gear. I like the AWM, man. Like, I don't know what it is. I do not like the Balties in uh, PUBG. But the AWM, man, I will, I will rock that shit. I've been fucking doing work. The last two times I picked that up, I've picked up, like, I would say four kills with the AWM alone. They're just fucking punts, right? Like, you just... I think there's, like, a... Like, every bolty requires a degree of confidence 
Uh, or maybe not four kills, but like four knocks. Like, I don't know if I... Because you don't want to waste the bullet confirming the kill type thing. Uh, but yeah, like you just fucking... There's a degree of confidence with that thing that just fucking works that I don't have with the other fucking bolties. Um, but yeah, we're just fucking clapping all over the fucking place. And uh, we managed to, like, the circle keeps, we, we keep getting semi-blessed. Not like, not the full circle blessing. It's not like right on top of us. We've got to shift a little bit and it's like really crunching down the amount of space we can fucking control uh, considering we're, we're surrounded. Uh, that's the, the trick of being in the center of the circle is that you are surrounded. Uh, it's difficult to pick somewhere to to control from. But uh, yeah, we managed to managed to carve out a, a good little niche for ourselves and then fucking ride at the end. And I didn't realize this until I went back for the to check out the replay. But right at the end, there were three teams left. We capped the last player on the second or on the, th the team that came third. And when we did that, he knocked two of the players on the team that would eventually come first. If we had pushed out then, we would have wiped them and won the game. But we didn't because we didn't have the information. Uh, we were down. It was just me and Drew left. Uh, we were really hurting as well. Like we were on fucking a bee's dick. I had to pop a full med kit. I didn't have any other fucking first aids left or anything like that. Uh, I was out of fucking my level three. I'd already replaced my level three vest for a fucking level one freshie that I found on the ground because my level three was that fucked. Like we'd been in the shit for the bulk of this thing. Like, yeah, basically we lost Mork, lost JV, and it sort of just whittled us away. But... Yeah, it was really like it was a really fun game and it came right down to the wire. And if I hadn't watched the replay, I wouldn't have known. We were, we could have played it better, definitely, uh, at the end there, like even without knowing. But knowing that all we had to do was push out like 10 seconds earlier is gutting because uh, it would have been a huge difference to the, the way the game played out, unfortunately. But it is what it is. It's still fun. Had a lot of fun. It's good times. Good times. Yeah. I'm keen to jump in. I haven't had a chance because I've been trying to knock out some games, but Yeesh. absolutely keen to jump back in some PUBG at this point. Yeah, for sure. Nice. We should do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's keep going here. Next up, um, Vampire Survivors game I talked about last week. It is a uh, roguelite game set on a... Uh, like a 2d like single screen plane mm. uh where you have hordes of enemies attacking you as a um as a vampire killer i guess and uh there's a bunch of different heroes that you can sort of choose and take along into the game with you each of them having their own abilities uh, as you kill enemies they drop gems you pick up gems it increases your experience level and every time your experience bar fills up you're able to choose a selection of uh randomly generated items um, you can only take a certain amount in with you each game. Um, uh, it consists of weapons and also power buffs. Uh, and each one can be leveled up a certain amount of times before they cap out. Uh, and the idea is to try and survive as long as possible until 30 minutes when you eventually die. Um, 
Uh, and every time you uh, you die, you take your collection of coins that you're also picking up at the same time, and you level up your character outside of the game to give you bonuses to try and last longer. Um, last week when I was talking about it, I said that um, I probably wasn't going to play anymore because um, I felt like I'd, I'd sort of hit the the peak of what the game had to offer um and then i was not really sure like how deep it kind of went from there on uh i I did listen to a couple extra podcasts recently yeah um and was watching some basketball and that sort of thing at the same time and so i was just fired that up on the background and got to the point where i can now finish the game pretty consistently um and uh yeah i don't it's an early access game it's got a lot like as a base level sort of game it's got a good loop to it um but yeah they need to add a bunch more i've gotten to the point where i can basically get to like 12 minutes in and i don't have to press anything anymore (laughs) like i can just sort of stand in the one spot and everything dies for the next 20 minutes i don't even have to move around and like i can sort of kill things for five minutes and then run around collect all the gems and level up my character um yeah, and, and that's basically where I'm at at this point in the game because I uh, I sort of beaten it and even if I Sold continue it. leveling up, I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, but it's a lot of fun. Like I said last week, it, it's, uh, it's a game that's sort of taken off. It was in the top like 10 maybe, I think, at this, this stage when I was talking about it. it. It's like a $3 game on Steam. Yeah. Um, it's uh i don't know if it's still around i'm just trying to take a look now um it looks like it's dropped off a bit oh it's in the top 30 it's still got like sixty-one thousand players peaking in the last 24 hours so it's still doing really well um yeah it's just this little game that's sort of crept up slowly over the last couple of weeks um and i'm definitely interested to see the development of it as it goes forward because uh, it is got a neat hook to it um yeah definitely want to keep on people's radar but yeah i'm at the point where i've sort of solved it at this point so yeah you didn't check it out at all i've seen a bunch of people pick it up on steam recently i didn't wind up getting it because i got magic survival instead (laughs) yeah uh, which is the mobile game that apparently vampire survivors ripped off yeah Uh, and uh i've been obsessed with that instead right how's that it's uh well, it's basically the same fucking thing. Uh, I don't I don't know how. Or I think it's it might be a little bit narrower than um than Vampire Survivors. You play a wizard, and there are different types of wizard, but really that just means that you start with a different power up each time. Um, and the power ups sort of change what spells you cast and stuff like that. Uh, and so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're supposed to last for 40 minutes. Uh, I've come achingly close to 40 minutes, but 40 minutes on your phone is a long time and there's no way to, like, you can, like, if you're careful on your phone, you can, like, sort of just alt-tab effectively. You can switch apps. Um, I think provided you don't go more than two apps away, uh, Mm. you will not, like, it shouldn't auto-close. A lot of my phone at least auto closes apps after you switch to two more. So if you just switch to, I don't know, fucking your weather app and the uh, internet browser, 
and that uh, you could, you could then switch back to Magic Survival and be fine. But if you added one more, if you added Idol Slayer into the mix, uh, your Magic Survival would close. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Anyway, uh, so you got to be careful about doing that shit, and it chews a little bit of battery, but it's still pretty good. It's a, it's a fun, distracting game where yeah, you roll around and yeah, you you pick up uh, like you sort of building. You're building your your wizard, basically. It's basically mm-hmm. like being a fucking like my favorite build is like being a a, a lightning wizard in Diablo three, right? When you do the like Archon build and you got like that tears uh, armor set is it tears I think uh, or tires, however the fuck you say it, uh, where it builds up your Archon and then the Arch- you pop Archon and it lasts fucking ages and Archon just like hovers around murdering everything on default. It's basically that without even, like, without the skill check part. You just have to be able to fucking move, know when to move, and understand the mechanics of the game. And it's almost like an auto an, an auto ARPG, right? If, yeah. if you've got auto battlers, then this is an auto ARPG where, yeah, it's just doing a lot of shit for you based on what you've picked up and what how you've built out your, your hero, which is really compelling like it just fucking works right the idea of lasting for 40 minutes i thought it was 30 minutes so uh i got to like 37 and i got a bit sloppy i'm like well i'm so far past where i need to be right i I only need to make 30 minutes so i'll just fucking whatever we'll just see what happens then i get out and it's like should have been 40 and i'm like fuck damn it i was three minutes off um but yeah it's good fun man like just weirdly compelling some of the shit like the ways you can combine stuff it's free to play in the sense that it's got ads right so if you die you can watch an ad and uh come back to life with full health um but you can pay like three bucks and you get rid of the ads um so it does does it like that and i think sometimes after you die there's ads as well like regardless of whether or not you chose to respawn, but yeah, it fucking it's it's very compelling. There's like there's this one thing that happens where once you level up all of your like level up a spell or level up two spells six times, you can combine them, and it changes how the spell works, and that's really yes, interesting. That's what happens in Vampire Survivors as well. Yeah, because it ripped this game off. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's it's really cool trying to work out the best fucking combos because you you're like oh I wonder I wonder how fireball and Armageddon would work together or meteor and fireball or my favorite is currently uh, was it spirits and energy orb energy orb like sort of farts out these terrible fucking energy orbs these little balls that last for a while so it's really helpful to sort of them out right because they got no range but they do sort of like drift into stuff around you and so it's helpful to do it when you are like really like really fucking surrounded but you because of the way the game works you don't really get to choose when you do it you just do it whenever it's off cd Mm -hmm. and so that's tricky and then spirit you've got these little things uh these little i don't know 
spirits that hang around you and fire automatically. And they do decent damage, but at short range. And so things need to get pretty close to do it. But if you fully level up Magic Orb and fully level up Spirit, then you can combine them into something called Wisp, which is just sort of sits above your head and just constantly fucking, every now and then it just murders everything in a giant radius around you. And it's fucking rad as shit. So that's a good one. Uh, I can't, there was another, there was one with lightning and, and like there's like a thunderstorm and an electric attack and you can combine those two into like this arcing lightning uh, storm that, that really fucking slays shit. That's a good one as well. But yeah, it's really just a, a question of managing how many of those things uh, you can put together all at once, which is sort of the game. Uh, yeah. It works a little bit different in Vampire Survivors because it's not it's not uh, joining or combining with other weapons. It's combining with a um, with a buff. Right. So you've got to have the the braces for this weapon to evolve into the powerful one. Right. Um, yeah, tiny bit different. But. Right. That's good. Um, it's always a little bit different, but uh, yeah, no, it's like it's it seems like they're both good games. Uh, and you can sort of pick your poison, right? Like, if you want to play on PC, go Vampire Survivors. Play on your phone, Magic Survival. Easy peasy. Um, yeah. Magic Survival, you can check out without having to put anything down up front, which is nice, but... Yeah, not that big a deal. It's three bucks. Yeah. Yep. All right um cool magic survivors out on sorry magic survival is out on uh on phones on phones um all right let's keep going here uh sifu is a new game that's just come out uh this was sort of on my radar a little bit um we've seen it in some uh some shows recently uh it looked interesting but then the reviews started coming out and it piqued my interest a bit more because it was getting really high reviews. It was like a uh, high 80s, I think, when it dropped on Metacritic. Like really fucking high. It was getting like nines from IGN and GameSpot, um, places like that. Really, really good scores. And then the other scores started coming out. <laughs> the people talking about... Um, how difficult the game is and i saw a lot of comparisons to like a uh like a dark souls or from software's game and i thought okay this is gonna be interesting i gotta i gotta see what this is about yep. um i think the main criticism that i was seeing was that it's just too difficult to play uh, and i think that is an interesting discussion to have because i all i i've i think i personally think that like dark or from software's games the reason like their whole gameplay loop is to be difficult but also it's not a difficult game because it's difficult it's a it's it's a game about patience it's a game about taking it slow and learning patterns and understanding what you're going up against and i think if you remove that from the game then it, you're sort of removing the gameplay like it's not it's not like a 
I don't know, like, if you made that game easier, if you walked up and were able to kill everything in one hit, it's now an action game, uh, like a, just a brawler as opposed to a, you know, th- thinking about like what you should be doing and taking it slow, learning the patterns. Like you remove such a huge portion of that game. Yeah. If you just make it like easier. What, what we always say is, is that Dark Souls isn't difficult. It's punishing, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't, it's, it's not, it's not impossible to beat. It's just, it punishes you for not for just learning. running and hitting things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And not taking your time and waiting. I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong. Yeah. Anyway, that's a different discussion. Uh, But I've seen a lot of the same sort of comparisons here with with Sifu. Um, It is not a Dark Souls. It's got a bit of roguelite sort of inspiration behind it. Um, Basically, you're playing a character whose um, father is killed. uh, And you are on a revenge story to try and uh, avenge his death. Um you choose either between a, a, a boy or a girl at the start of the game and you start in your 20s. You're age 20 in this game. Okay. Uh, it is a third-person brawler game um, where you jump in. The button combinations are pretty basic. X to light attack, Y to heavy attack. Um, you've got a, a, a block button, uh, which also works as a parry. There is a dash uh, and then you move around with your control sticks and, and that sort of thing. Uh, as you hit people, they gain a stagger bar. Um, if you can max out the stagger, you can sort of do a, a massive uh, finishing move on them, uh, which will usually kill them. Uh, sometimes it doesn't, but it, it every time you do this, it sort of plays out a really nicely done um, animation that uses context awareness depending on where you are. Like if you're standing near a table... Um, you know, he'll grab their head and just smash, or, or they will grab their head and smash it against a table, or um, like use the surrounding environment to sort of decide what sort of animation is going to play out. Same sort of stuff that we we really saw come to light in like the Uncharted series when they worked on their hand to hand combat a bit more. But this is taking it up to a, um, a really cool level that takes inspiration from a lot of. Uh, films that use martial arts um, and, and the idea behind this game is to just see how far you can go um, every time that you die you get a death counter um, and every sec- every every other succeeding death uh, increases your age by the amount of death counters that you have so the first time you die you, you're age 20 you get one death counter you get to age 21 Right. Uh, if you die again, you then go to age 22 or you get another death counter. And then so the third time you die, you now get another death counter and you're up to 24 uh, and, and it keeps increasing. So the more death counters you have, the higher, the more um, deaths you get to your age added. So you get to a point where you're like, you've got six death counters and your age is incre- increasing by six years. Uh, and you get to a point where I think it's if you get past 70 then the game just sort of ends. Um, right. And while you are dying, you are earning, earning experience and unlocking new abilities, um, new movesets for your character to be able to do. Uh, and there are permanent unlocks that you can get as well. Uh, and there is a uh, there is like a shrine system where you can spend your score or your experience or um, other buffs to sort of level yourself up and this is where the roguelite sort of elements come in. Every time that you um, finish a run, you're able to go back and redo a level. 
and each level is split up or each, the game is split up into a series of levels and the idea is to try and not die during these levels and see how um see what age you can be when you finish the level so for instance the first stage my first run that i did i finished it when i was like 32 i think i was right um and then the next level starts and you've got to try and see how far you can get through this one and and what age you'll be when that happens which i haven't done yet because i've only played two hours of this game so right. far um but i think the idea is that like as you progress and get better and better in the game you can then go back to the first level and be like all right let's see if i can beat my level my year 32 score um and try and get to 28 and then i can go to the next level and be level 28 i've got a bit more life to try and finish the next part and so it's not a consistent run um you're not starting from the very beginning and then working your way all the way through it's all split up into these sections and and you can go back and replay that section and, and keep trying and trying and trying again um and so I think that's a really interesting way of uh, presenting this sort of mechanic of like a roguelite structure, but you're not starting from the very start again. You're in these weird sections that you can sort of go backwards and forwards, tinker around a bit. You don't necessarily have to um, uh, play from the start. You can just keep trying that same sort of section, that second section again, again, again. Um, like I've gone back to that first level and somehow i've gotten worse in the last like two times that i've tried to run it like i i finished the i did one yesterday when i was playing and i got to like 47 deaths in the first level even though i did it the first time at like 32 or whatever it was and then i did it again and i got to like 60 something and i'm like oh, i'm getting worse <laughs> like something is i'm getting too cocky or something like that yeah um yeah, and it's just uh, it's just strange. So, uh, I think it's a really interesting game. That it is absolutely a punishing game. Like it is hard. You are, you know, every time someone attacks you, you're getting hit with damage. You're getting hit with a stagger meter. Um, if you're blocking, um, there is different types of blocks. There's like a you hold the block button, but you can also move your um, one of the sticks around, and it will block in a certain direction. And some of the some of the actual moves that your enemies uh, try and do on you will require you to flick the stick and like a normal block will just not work so you've got to watch these special attacks that they do and so there's a lot of like the correlation between Sifu and, and the From Software games is I can see that there is a lot of patience there but this is on a it's a faster paced game like it is you have dozens of enemies trying to fight you sometimes at the same time or in the same area um they don't necessarily all try and fight you at the same time there's the whole batman thing where like two or three of them will come up and try and fight you and the other ones sort of stand back a little bit at least my experience so far um but you're tr you're trying to block different directions and and engage with like you can easily lose a entire life very quickly if everybody's attacking you at once and um which is a little bit different to like i feel like the from software games are very slow paced games and the, the when they do throw a lot of enemies at you it is on purpose it is it is a, a reason to do that whereas this game is always just like there's just tons it's it's got the very much like the raid sort of vibe to it um there's even scenes where it takes you can see the inspiration that's taken from a film like that where the camera shifts and 
and off it goes uh you know it's a side scrolling game and that looks really cool when that happens yeah right. um there's there's a lot of weapons in the game that you can sort of pick up and choose that are very fluid um yeah like i i can see i can see a lot of cool things in this game but i think the um it's definitely one of those games that you sort of have to be very patient with and there are instances where i'm like i'm playing i'm like i don't really know what i'm doing wrong like and i think that's the biggest fault of the game is that it kind of throws you in pretty deep um from the start it's sort of like hey here's one enemy and here's another enemy and then it just ramps up really quickly to the point where you get to the boss and i felt like i'm just button mashing at this point um because there are weapon combinations like xxy or xxx and or yy pause y and like then all of these things have different combinations and then there's the blocking and holding certain directions and pressing down up y to do a certain like a leg sweep and i think it's the opposite actually i think it's up down y um but like learning all this stuff and trying to it's a bit different to like a dark souls where you press x and you do a light attack and you press y you do a heavy attack and there's a block and off you go good luck yeah um whereas this game is like here's like 15 different button combinations and also there's a bunch of things you can unlock different combos and you got to try and remember them so it's a lot more complicated um trying to remember those combos like an extension of sekiro sekiro however the fuck you want to say i guess yeah because that's what i mean like the dark souls games right certainly have stayed true to to that the the more deliberate form uh Mm -hmm. but i feel like bloodborne and sekiro sekiro whatever um like really ramped up the pace in different ways right like bloodborne was super super like high octane attack stuff yeah uh which sounds like what you're talking about here well sekiro you know had that tenchu Mm. combo one-on-one yeah yeah well i guess that's the big difference right like neither of them really had you fighting loads and loads of enemies except when it was a deliberate choice yeah yeah because i secure i was always throwing like these little like mini bosses at you and and that's where the combo system sort of came into it um i can't remember what the system was called but yeah whereas this is like trying to do on the fly like all these people around you and like who do i leg sweep and who am i attacking first uh um and then there's problems with like i think the the frustration comes when it's not your fault the camera can get a bit janky sometimes when you're up against the wall and you can't see health bars or you can't see enemies that are around you like there's definitely uh maybe better ways that that could have been done um but it's a third person game like that that's that's in like what game has solved that at this point yeah um it's just a way of how 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 do you minimize those problems and so i've run into that a couple times where i felt like i'm stuck in a corner maybe that's my fault maybe i shouldn't have been in the corner to begin with um yeah and just situations where i think the biggest one is the learning curve is like trying to figure out like what what i'm doing wrong like how do i how do i get better at it um and i think it's just a case of playing more um and trying to learn the combinations and that sort of thing but i can understand the 
sort of divisive nature of uh, people that really like this game and then the people that are like it's too hard I because I don't recall I don't think there's like a difficulty option in there I think it just goes it's like it just chucks you in yeah um, and for someone like me who enjoys um, games that are a bit more complex yeah. and punishing yeah. um, you know because you have to learn these systems like I, I get a kick out of that and some people just don't have the patience for it or the uh, they're not they just don't have the, the movements they just can't do it it's too quick for them I mean, one of the yeah. things that I think gets really overlooked in Dark Souls that makes it a masterpiece, right, and that I felt they learned uh, from, like, Demon Souls, although they, they were you could see the, the nuts of it there in Demon Souls. Um, one of the things was, like... When you enter, was it un- Undead, Undead Shire or whatever it is, the first real level, like you've got that fucking, you've got the parish. Which game? Dark Souls, right? You, you're Dark in the Souls, church and you fight the fat guy at the start and the crow takes you and then you go into un- Undead Berg, I think it is. Um, that's really the start, right, of, of Dark Souls. And you go up that set of stairs... And into the the town, and every fight you take there is teaching you a very specific lesson about Dark Souls, right? Like, and and even like later in the game, you can still use every fight in Dark Souls as a as as this really specific learning moment. Like you can. You can, if you want to, in Dark Souls, the the guards on the way to the last fight, the last boss mm-hmm. of Dark Souls, those guards have the exact same parry timing as the final boss, and so you can fight those five or six guards one at a time, like you know, carefully one at a time and practice parrying against those guards so that when you get into that final fight, you can parry the final fucking boss, right? That's the fucking magic of Dark Souls, right? It's not, it's not just that it's punishing. It punishes failure and punishes impatience. It's, it's that it gives you all of the tools to learn, like every single fucking step of the way is another opportunity to learn how to play Dark Souls. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it sounds like that's not present in Sifu. It's one of the things that they may have missed about C- like about the Souls games. There's like a... Um, there, there is like a practice arena sort of thing where you can fight an AI enemy that you can change the... Um, sort of parameters on it like it's behavior like either it's standing there or it's aggressive and attacking you and i think maybe i need to jump in and work on my because the, the only difficult time i'm sort of having at the moment is like the parry system the blocking system like when do i flick in which direction yeah <laughs> and, and i just don't know if i'm flicking 
too late or too early or like what I'm sort of doing wrong there. Um, cause sometimes I'm nailing it. I think, uh, yeah, I think I, once I, I figure that system out, then it'll make things a lot better, but maybe, yeah, I just have to jump in and, and do that training session and have an AI just hit me a bunch and see what, what happens there. Um, but yeah, I mean, but in terms of like the main game, I think it's sort of, it just ramps up a little bit and doesn't do a great job of explaining what you're doing wrong necessarily. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Like it's a cool game. I, I can understand why people are divided about it. Um, I don't know about the price. Like I haven't play, I haven't finished it. I, I've heard that it's like 10 hours to beat 10 to 12 hours, right. but that could be just people being like, I beat it in 10 hours. Yeah i'm fucking awesome um <laughs> and then when the it's like 60 bucks at the moment um maybe i should look that up how long to beat sifu all right yeah it's 12 hours people are saying i'm watching right, a video of some it. dude who's who does it in 35 minutes oh uh, yeah once you i mean once you <laughs> know how to play you can probably just smash through it um yeah it's a cool game it's got a neat art style the uh fight choreography is really cool um and there's not really a lot sort of that i've played like it before so it's it's definitely one i'd recommend if you're into uh games that are a bit more difficult a bit more challenging it's yeah. out now nice yep cool all righty all right onto, got some more onto a game that uh didn't actually get to play, but I did get to check out. I didn't get to see uh, see in action for the first first proper time. Ghostwire Tokyo uh, is a Japanese horror game from Bethesda, uh, which uh, got announced. Uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Uh, I was yeah a while back. I was cautiously optimistic then. Um, but I didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into, right? Like I didn't really have a good grasp on, uh, on what it was actually going to involve. Um, it's from, uh, Tango Gameworks, uh, yep. and they've made the Evil Within series. Um, the head is, he's a Resident Evil guy. No, Silent Hill guy, right? Or Resident Evil. No, Resident it is Resident Evil. Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. Shinji Mikami. Shinji Mikami. Uh, was the, farm, yeah. uh, the, the founder. I don't think he is involved in this one. I'm Like, not in a... Uh, like, it, you know, it's his studio, but I don't think he's, he's the creative directing. director of this one. It's... Uh, no. It was um, Ikumi Nakamura. She yep. departed from the project. Yeah, yeah, they they brought her out. Um, that was for the the at E three once the announcement, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So now it's Kenji Kimura, um, who's worked on loads and loads of games, loads and loads of games. Uh, a long and storied, uh, yeah, uh, career. On everything from fucking Metal Gear 
solid to like WCW Nitro type shit, like fucking everything. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a horror game set in Tokyo. You're a you're this uh, like it's it's played in the first uh, person's perspective, and you're this like psychic detective, not like fucking Sean Spencer in Psych, but more like um, what's his face from that fucking anime? God damn it! It's, it's, I'm I'm terrible at this. Pokemon, f- not Pokemon. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you, you got like these psychic powers, and you sort of link to this uh, this other this this ghostly detective dude, and he helps you, and you sort of rolling through the the streets of Tokyo. It's got this fucking amazing sense of style to it, you know, the, the classic neon lights and and stuff of uh, of what's that fucking place Shibuya and um, like that real neo Tokyo vibe right it's got that going for it and then it's combined with that the weird horror that i think is gripped a lot of uh of like the junji ito style of horror the the you know things too too big a mouth or no actual face or something like that you know that that like that shit that's that looks very normal until you look a little closer and then you realize it isn't. It's got that fucking horror vibe going for it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it it's pr- very interesting, right? I'm very keen to play it myself because watching them play it, it made it sort of seem quite like too slow, really, right? So it was a hands-off uh, preview the first first one we've gotten of this game and uh yeah they sort of like they were very careful in the way that they took down all these enemies but they were taking down these they were sort of like fodder enemies these umbrella dudes that don't have faces and they like they're wandering through the streets away from you these are slender man guys yeah kind of yeah with umbrellas Yeah. yeah the ones you see in the trailer uh and yeah, it's freaky deaky, but when you realize they're just sort of fucking fodder, you're like, oh, all right, yep, fair enough. That was spooky, and now they're ramping up to the real spooky shit. And, but like, they, t- they were so deliberate about taking out each of these fucking enemies and so fucking slow at it that it, it made it seem like the game seemed really slow, which just wasn't very helpful. Um, well, what I what they should have been doing is sort of, and I don't know they don't want to spoil all the all the ghosties and all the the potential jump scare or you know the the thing about weird horror is that um, the that moment of realization is really critical to the sense of horror, like the moment when you realize something's off, that's critical. So you don't want to give away too much detail. Uh, lest lest that sense of horror get robbed, um, but it just turned into a bit of a one note preview as a result. Nevertheless, I'm extremely intrigued. Uh, yeah, it's weird that it's a like it's a first person. It's got first person shooter vibes, right? Like, um, it's uh they've got like uh the one of the combat designers from Doom Eternal working on it uh to like help 
sort of ramp up the the action portion of the combat. But uh, yeah, they weren't really showcasing that, which seemed like a missed opportunity. Uh, what they were show- showcasing was that uh, that like you roll into these ghostly, these haunted areas, and the um, the spirits will warp the geometry so you you're like there's a lot of platforming through um like non-euclidean geometry right like that fucking mc escher style world folding in on itself type fucking geometry where you're wandering through a regular apartment and you open a door and now you're like wandering through an upside down apartment or something like that and uh, like the way the fucking world shifts and shapes and um, distorts is really cool uh, because, you know, like there's a challenge to making it a look uh, like it would make sense if it were with the perspective were correct while B, making the platforming interesting and engaging. And it looked like they'd done a really good job of that. So it's a, one of those games where... Uh, I guess we're about to talk about another one of those games where, you know, th- there's there's pillars, right? There's the fucking, there's the uh, platforming and then there's the combat and then there's the uh, the story. And at the moment, it looks like the platforming and the story of Ghostwire Tokyo are going to be the main draws for me while the combat doesn't really seem to be there just yet. But... Like I said, like maybe maybe they were being slow about taking these enemies out for a reason, a reason I wasn't privy to. Um, but hopefully once the game comes out, you'll be able to fucking dispatch of these Umbrella dudes really quick and get into the, the more interesting fights um, with some rapidity. Still, it's a really fucking like the, yeah, the, the art style and the, Graphics, like graphically, looks gorgeous and combined with the sense of style. It's just fucking such a awesome looking game. Like a really I was very skeptical. I don't know if I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I did. I was like, eh, I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. They didn't really show us anything. Like we didn't see yeah. shit. Well, well the first time they revealed that game, it was a uh it was a CG trailer, I think. Yeah. And then every, and then I remember seeing the actual gameplay. I'm like, this is not like. I don't know how we got from there to here. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I watched that uh, recent gameplay trailer that they put up, mm. um, th- over the last week, and I still don't know what the game is. Like, I just don't. I don't know how it works. So I think this is I. I think they're going to have problems selling this game. Like they, if, if they've gone from the evil within to this and because the evil within just also wasn't a game that sold really well. Yeah. I think that the evil within has a way more wide, like mainstream appeal than you this reckon? game. This game just has, I can tell you now it's not going to sell. Oh, well yeah, probably not. But like you reckon the evil within has a more mainstream appeal than this? Yeah, because this is a, um, I mean, they, they they can market the whole like from the creator of you know Resident Evil. It's a horror game, and like they've got that sort of connection there. Whereas this game just looks like a, 
I don't know what it is. I still like I don't know what it is. It's a first person shooter in in the streets of the haunted streets of Tokyo. Yeah, but like the shooting like I I couldn't gauge that from the video that I watched. I didn't know what was going well, on when the they thing, were like right? like it's it's less of a shooter and more like it's a shooter in the sense that you know we look at all games from that through that lens of of you yeah. know it's first person and you fire projectiles, gun. right? You, yeah. you don't really that have didn't, a gun. You it looked like Harry Potter running around fucking, fucking Doctor Strange. Hexing, yeah, right? But that's that's correct, right? But yeah. like why not? Why don't we have another Hexen? It's Japanese Hexen. Sure. It's Hexen Tokyo edition. Fucking that sounds rad as shit. That's how I'd sell it. Like, yeah. Do it to but it. Nobody nobody knows what Hexen is anymore. Yeah, well, there is that. Um Yeah. I like Provide the combat is good. Uh, I think it'll be like uh, a well-received game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't sell in the end. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think it will. I think it. I think on a, on a. I think from a fucking like a screenshot slash trailers perspective, it's more appealing, more visually appealing than in either of the Evil Within games. Evil Within games look like fucking Resident Evil knockoffs because they were Resident Evil knockoffs. Uh, and even Resident Evil isn't doing Resident Evil anymore. They're doing their own fucking weird thing. This yeah. this at least looks like this has got the fucking, Resident Evil shooter now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this at least has got the, you know, the, the neon lights of uh, Shinjuku and, or Shibuya or, you know, Tokyo's seedy underbelly. And it's got those that weird horror vibe and you can sort of laser in on that shit um you can go to a fucking a 7-eleven or a uh what do they call it they got it's the family mart i don't think it's mm-hmm. i think it's got a different name but uh, you can go to a family mart and there's like a a ghost cat who serves you and uh, looks like the lucky cat that's pretty good i like i know you like cats luke i know you're a yep. cat person <laughs> Uh, so you know, cats, mate. It's cool for cats. Yeah. Anyway, uh, interesting game. Very intrigued to get. Like, I, I want to get my fucking hands on it. See how it actually plays. But uh, the platforming uh, looks like it's got the goods, and the the story is really interesting. You team out with this, this detective to work out why, you know, uh, why Tokyo has been taken over by ghosts, which uh, works for me. You know, spooky horror vibes. I mean, interesting. Yeah, but yeah. Hey, next month. Next month is coming. It's coming out next month. Yeah. Um. So we'll be talking about it then. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one here. Dying Light Two. Mm. Um. Nate talked about this last week. He was a big fan. Um. You and I hadn't uh, hadn't played it yet. No. Um. It is a sequel to Dying Light. A zombie uh, first-person game, um, and this one sort of follows that same sort of structure. Uh, it's created by the creators of, of Dead Island, um, throwing lots of zombies at you, a lot of melee combat, uh, a lot of traversal. It's in an open world, and you're uh, playing a character named Aiden who is looking for his sister um, in this sort of derelict city that has survivors scattered around it trying to live there are choices that you need to make 
um, throughout the game that changes the direction of the story. Um, stuff Nate talked about last week. And, uh, and yeah, basically like a RPG sort of leveling up system. There's a lot of parkour uh, combat as you're gaining points. You're leveling up different abilities and that sort of stuff. Um, but before we get to that, you had a lot of trouble playing this game. I did. I had so much fucking trouble playing this fucking game, man. I'm glad I persevered, but holy shit, it was fucked, man. Like, it was proper fucked. Uh, like, it just would not, under any circumstances, register when I completed. Like, there was that, there was a, a mem leak or something. There had to be. And it was driving me fucking bananas. The only, the only thing driving me more bananas was the amount of people who didn't believe that I was having problems or didn't <laughs> understand or questioned whether I could fucking tell whether I was having problems or not. Like the amount of people who were like, oh, yeah, uh, but have you tried doing this? And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Of course I fucking tried that. Like, of course I tried literally everything. Of course I know that the game's it? fucking broken. I did uninstall and reinstall it. <laughs> I verified integrity. I did all the fucking things, man. Did like, you reinstall Windows? Ah, that's what I failed to do. I think yeah. I think it was your, uh, what do you call it? INI file. There you go. Ah, yep. Um, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, you're, that's not how it works. Yeah, it is how it works, motherfucker. I've got video. Oh, well, it didn't happen to me. I don't give a fuck whether or not it happened to you. It happened to me. I'm talking about what happened to me, right? Like, why would I make this up? On what fucking planet would I, like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Oh, I've played for 15 hours and it's never happened to me. I don't give a single fuck. I, I wish it had happened to you. I wish all the bad things in life happened to you and nobody else. <laughs> Just you. You know what? I played for, let me check. 37.1 hours mm. i had one strange bug happen to me which mm. was a floating blue man in the ground that i i thought i took a screenshot of mm. um but it didn't take but he was basically i don't know in the floor like a like not t-posing but close to it like arms out and like br like a fucking i don't know dr manhattan Right. just like in the ground and i'm like what the fuck is that and just standing there and i'm like i don't know what that is and then eventually it disappeared but that was the only weird thing that happened to me the entire the entire time and that was like the last three hours that i was playing <laughs> your game was cooked my game whatever was going on no, it's, it's it's still not fucking 100 percent, man like this game's yeah. not finished they released it unfinished they know they released it unfinished fuck them if they try to say any fucking different, they're fucking five patches in, and it like it didn't start working for me until the fourth fucking patch. Um, but like even on the very first fucking mission, when you enter Villador, right, mm. and you're running after you're following Hakan through the streets to to like you got to do that chase sequence where you're trying to get to somewhere because because uh, you're time. In, yeah you, you're running out of time or whatever. Fucking old mate, Hakan, his pathing strayed. He like missed a step or something and he stepped off a fucking ledge and fell off the fucking roof. And because it's not like, because yeah, I don't know, it's modeled or whatever. 
And that happens quite often. But I followed him because I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm following Hakan. And he jumps down the fucking, down off the fucking building. So I follow him off the fucking building. And then he teleports back to the fucking top of the building. Uh, and I'm down the bottom of the building. I don't get to fucking teleport. I'm not fucking magic. So I get fucking... We haven't unlocked zombies. that, that ability yet. fucking cool. That was good. That was a real good start. Uh, and then, yeah, a little bit further in and, yeah, just wouldn't recognize when I'd actually completed a quest, right? Just flat out, no recognition. It just I would complete a quest. Uh, they would say I'd get a reward. I wouldn't get the reward. And then it'd tell me I had to go actually do the... The quest to be like, go here to talk to such and such. I'm like, I, I just fucking did. They gave me, they said they gave me a thing. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Right? What I had to do was escape to the menu and go back in and it just decide where to put me from there. It'd be like, yep, you're good. Fucking crawl through the metro tunnels and you'll be, and you'll be okay. This one, you were, you were guilty of fucking stitching me up on this one. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I've crawled these fucking metro tunnels and I'm supposed to open this fucking door. And you're like, oh yeah, did you go here? I'm like, yeah, cunt. Where the fuck else would I go? There's a fucking tunnel. There's nowhere else to go. It's it's There's a, there's a straight line here. I go here or I go here. And I was trapped in that fucking tunnel. I could not get out. I don't think it was me. I think it was Nate. No, it Wasn't was he you. telling you to go somewhere? Because I, I, I said like turn the generators on, but it was a different mission. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't, like... Anyway, I was getting stitched up by both of you because you're both fucking huffing, huffing dying like dong. You're just like, fucking, this game's the best game of all time. Fucking game of the year. And I'm, I'm sitting here like, this <laughs> game <not> is fucking <laughs> trash. It is fucking broken. I legit tried to get a Steam refund for it. Like, because I was at a fucking... I was at a dead end. I, there was nothing I could do. I was like, well, I can't, I can't play this game. Right, but I was six hours in, and so Steam's like, "Uh, no, you played for six hours, uh, so obviously you're fine." I'm like, I spent at least fucking four of those hours escaping to the fucking menu or sitting there watching the fucking bring up fucking intro screens of all the people who helped shart out this fucking flying turd. Like, fuck you! I like I want my money back, but uh, despite ongoing discussions uh, with Steam. I could not get my money back. And then they released a patch which fixed my problems. And it's pretty good. Like it's still this it's still goofy and it's not fantastic. I would say it's like a like if I ignore and obviously I can't, right? That's the tricky part, right? Is I'm never going to be able to discount the portion of this game where all I could think about was they have literally like they saw my review of dying light and then they put something in the code where if someone called job tries to play this game we need to fuck his life up right that was like that was going through my head right i'm like yeah yeah here we go because like also i couldn't get a i couldn't get a code for this game right they were out of codes even though codes are randomly generated automatically generated Data, uh, easy to generate. Didn't have enough codes for for me. Uh, just just having to run out of codes for old Jobo. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, which is why I was recording that the the game was broken 
right? Just in case anyone tried to be like, oh, no, he's just got a chip on his shoulder because he didn't get a free code. No, it was actually fucked. It was actually factually fucked. And I've got the fucking recordings. Anyway. Anyway. So I'm like lasering in on, on how they've deliberately tried to fuck me, which is obviously idle thoughts. The, the, the crazy conspiracy job that comes out while he's waiting for his game to reload for the 80th fucking time. It hasn't happened. But if I do my best and I discount the terrible initial experience I had with this thing, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd say at best an 85. It's fun. Uh, it's a lot higher than me. I said at best. Um, and I haven't finished it yet. I don't know how repetitive it gets. But I'd say yeah. Yeah, at best an 85. There's no way I did get a 9. Because uh, there yeah. are some glaring fucking flaws uh in in the entire in the, in the entire package as far as i can see like if i were to score it, it did nate give it a score yeah i think it let's is. let's poop on it while he's not here ah good 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 uh i think he gave it like a four out of five maybe oh okay so it's an eight an eight yeah 4.25 out of five i don't know what the fuck that uh, 4.25 yeah what does that equal oh okay no i'm like that's some weird like metacritic open critic conversion but no it says yeah 4.2 he's he's gone full stupid i i think it's the sites <laughs> system um but what what would that be that would be like a 20 point scale i guess all right I don't know. 20 point scale, so times it by five, times it by five. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, times it by five. It's a. Th- times I don't know. four? Times four again. And 85. Okay, he's converted it then. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's very high. Uh, yeah, well, no, if I were to score my personal experience, right? with uh, having played it for 19.5 hours. If I were to score my personal experience, it would be a fucking four. But uh, because I spent fucking 10 of those hours uh, tearing my hair out. But uh, no, playing the game, having fun with it. I can see the fun. uh, And yeah, maybe I'm adjusting high because I'm aware of my initial bias because of how fucked it was. But uh, yeah, my, my... key problem is that the story is bad the story is bad all of the characters are unlikable and do you know what does it does this thing that there's there's like a thing in storytelling uh like 101 right like short storytelling 101 type thing uh where you when you're sort of free flow writing a story there's there's two answers to the question did they succeed right there's two answers to that question there's the answer no but right which is they didn't succeed but they did get a little bit closer to their goal something like that or there's yes and right uh sorry yes yes but uh yes but yes and is improv uh yes but uh and uh and yes but is uh 
yes, they did succeed, but something happens. Uh, there were unforeseen circumstances or an unintended setback, right? And Dying Light 2's version of storytelling is they go, yes, but Aiden got punched in the face. That's it. That's how they tell every single story beat is yes. He gets punched a lot. He gets punched in the face. Like I can't, I haven't seen Aiden, right? I haven't seen Aiden's face, uh, but I assume he looks like Scott Morrison. He's got a really punchable face. Um, yeah. Like that's gotta be it. That's, uh, that's my assumption is he must look just like Scott Morrison. Um, it's ridiculous how often that dude just gets punched in the face and how many people are just like shitheads in this, in this town. They're just like cunts. Yeah. Everybody. Just, right. They're Everybody's just like, a shithead. Like flat out. Every single person is just a turd, a turd of a human being. This like giant piece of shit shaped like a, a person. It's crazy shit. Um, yeah, it's out of control. So, yeah, I'm not really enjoying the fucking storytelling, uh, but I do appreciate how you can tap through the fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Each line. It's my favorite. That They they killed it. They killed it on that <laughs> they, aspect. They right? smashed it. Yeah, it's good. That's it. It's that, so good. That, that's eight of my points out of ten right there. Is The other point five is because I like jumping. Um yeah, you just like fucking tapping straight through these, like, because you put subtitles on, and I read like four hundred times faster than they deliver these lines, and the voice acting in the game is awful. Oh my god, I'm trying to work out if there's anyone who does a good job. Maybe, maybe Ahsoka. Maybe yeah, Rosario Dawson is pretty good in it. Yeah. Um. I think she's probably, yeah. She's the I best. mean, she's running circles around everyone. <laughs> right? Everyone else not only sounds like they're reading their lines for the first time, it sounds like they're reading for the first time. Like, they're like, well, I've never seen, I've never seen words printed out on paper before. Uh, but uh, I know that, that makes an a an ah sound, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go from there, and I'm sure the rest will follow. Like they're just like no con- concept of, of how real human beings deliver lines. It is out of control. I just did not like any of the voice acting, uh, but it's okay because I can just tap through every fucking line. The only bad time is when there's a big gap between a line. Because there's something because he's getting punched in the face. You're like, fuck, I missed it. Oh, I missed that. Oh, damn it. That's my favorite part when Aiden <laughs> yeah. gets fucking punched in the face. Because um, yeah. it also it's skipping dialogue, but it's it's happening in a cutscene. Um and things are happening generally sometimes in the background. It's like you're and you're you're teleporting through those scenes yeah. as yeah. it's happening. Yeah. You're like, oh fuck, I've missed something important here. He's he's obviously been punched because I'm on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing that weird blinking thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, don't like the story, but uh, at least you can get through it I pretty think quick. The most interesting thing about the story is like the branching storyline stuff is that, uh, and it's something Nate touched on last week being like, I don't understand how the game 
like how I could have kept playing after I got my ending or um, like there are choices that you make there's two factions in, in the story and uh, and how that affects your into- like are you aligning with the peacekeepers or are you aligning with sort of both or, or the survivors like where are you sort of well it's got that it's got that like tree right so you get benefits based on who you ally with right uh, so sure. you you get the jump pads if you ally with the survivors. The survivors. You, you get those dumb traps if you ally with the peacekeepers. And I think I may have just given it away, but uh, I don't give a fuck about those dumb traps. So I just go with the survivors. Yeah. I So I aligned with the peacekeepers. Right. And I got like halfway up this tree and I was like, this is fucking dumb. It's dumb because the entire game is based off of constantly earning points whether you're doing parkour points every time you do something you get a point or a certain amount of points or every time you kill an enemy you get melee points uh whenever you use these traps you don't get anything there's no you you get nothing (laughs) and so like you're setting up all this stuff and like you know molotov traps and weird guns that are around and and car alarm bombs and things like that but every time you use them you don't get shit so there's no point using them that is like such a massive oversight like why would i use any of this shit when i can just fly <laughs> like parkour quicker and things like that yeah so i think that's a massive fuck around like it sort of de-emphasizes you using it because you're not getting anything in return in return like it's dumb it's a dumb system they need to change that immediately What's too late. um it is too late but i think the branching storyline stuff like how as you get further and further into the game you're sort of like well what happens if i aligned with this other like how does the story sort of evolve and and change like you we talked about um uh last week like taking water from a place and diverting it to the survivors or the peacekeepers right mm. and um so you're aligning yourself with the survivors i align mine with the peacekeepers and you can come back to some of those like the bizarre where which is where the survivors are holding up at the start of the game you can come back there later on and like the place is dead it's like empty because right. like it's it, there's a big sign out the front it's like out of water and like they've gone they're they're, they're not there anymore yeah things like that and um how that will sort of just remove side quests and and change the the people that you talk to so i think that stuff is probably the most interesting in terms of the story but the actual mainline story is kind of uh very very boring um yeah yeah there's definitely like intrigue there uh but yeah the like it's it's interesting it's just not actually i don't know uh it's not it on a large scale interesting it's interesting on a really minute moment to moment oh yeah i wonder i wonder what might have happened but it's not actually interesting uh, from a narrative perspective you know like yes yeah more curiosity interesting than actually intriguing Mm -hmm. yeah um I think uh, visually, like it's it's a really great looking game. Oh, it runs yeah. pretty well. Um, I'm playing at like 1440p with everything on high. I didn't turn on ray tracing because that tanks it a little bit. Um, but otherwise, like it's a you know looks visually impressive. Um, I like this sort of 
especially the first area the whole idea of like rooftops with trees and it's all green and um i don't i don't know if it changes as the game goes on but it f or it could just be me because the amount of time i put into it but it felt like it got less green <laughs> like i don't know if that's because i took all the water away right and <laughs> sent it somewhere else um but yeah it's a really really nice looking game and it runs fantastic like i'm getting constantly like 80 frames which is pretty good yeah um at 1440p for it um for what you know for what this game's trying to do but also there's settings in there i think we were talking about it maybe last week with like digital foundry saying there's stuff in there that is future proofing like stuff that just won't work right now because we don't have the cards that'll do it yeah um so that stuff is always really neat to see uh, but I think once you get... You've gone to the second area, have you? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah. So in, in combination with like the parkour stuff, I think it's done pretty well. It's it's It works amazingly in the first part of the game. Like I think they nailed that. But as you start to unlock more, more parkour abilities, um, then it can start to be a little bit janky. Like the game doesn't know whether or not... Oh, am, I doing a, am I doing a wall run or am I doing... Or am I just trying to get up to this ledge... Yeah. that can start to get a bit flaky but I think that first area in the parkour stuff like is amazing it works so well um, and that city is sort of designed really good um, for the abilities that you've got and once you get to the second area which is main, the it's like a city yeah. um, then it starts to become less about the parkour stuff and more about the paragliding and that becomes a bit more of a necessity yeah so it becomes more about the paragliding and I think it loses a lot of what makes that first area so well um because now you're just flying everywhere uh and it becomes less about well how do i get to from point a to point b like i can just sort of climb on top of this building really quickly and just and like use my paraglider and get to everywhere else uh, and so i think it loses a lot of what makes that game sort of a bit more interesting um you know finding these like like in that first section you're you're looking for lines right like how do i get from here to here and you can you start chaining things together by running on rooftops and jumping on lampposts and across balconies and you know up, up the side of walls and you it feels really cool and then you get to the second section it's just like it becomes very one note you're just like all right i'm just flying everywhere yeah and i think it uh it's a it feels like two different sort of games at that point um so yeah i really like the parkour stuff at the first half of the game and then it just falls off to section section because it's just not used as much anymore um but in saying that they try and use it in sections that are puzzle focused like getting from the top of this radio tower or um trying to solve those electrical stations where you're connecting power um to from one unit to another and i think that's where the game really shines is it's puzzle platforming stuff because uh, i think that stuff is done so well and yeah. um and then when i got to that section of like hey you got to fire up this power station and you're connecting the wires i was like that's a fucking cool idea like you've got a you know you've got to connect this unit to this unit but you've only got 30 meters worth of cable to do it like how do i get it and you got to try and figure out like jumping over certain obstacles and um you know opening up doors to try and make shortcuts and i think that stuff is extremely well done uh and it breaks up the sort of pace of the just hitting zombies <laughs> really well 
um, which I don't think is done very well. Like I don't like the combat in the game. I think it's extremely boring. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely a, like you definitely have to make it fun for yourself, right? Like there's a very oh I found a very easy way to sort of solve every fucking fight and it's by yeah. running it cunts jumping and double tapping E to kick them yeah uh-huh. and yeah if you can time yeah. it correctly and catch more than one dude that's it they're dead they're done um, I'm worried that I'm over leveled or something for the, the portion that I'm at because my kicks do like fucking 90% damage I I'm I do more damage with that fucking kick than I yeah. do with and it's got like a massive AOE as well yeah, yeah. like you, you kick something and it's just like fucking eight people fall down yeah all right fair enough yeah exactly um, yeah I think that's a massive like misstep is that the the thing I really liked about Dying Light is the weapons and the combinations of like modifying it and and being like all right turn this into like a flame sword and that sort of stuff and I think that is completely missed here because of a couple of different factors but um all the weapons like feel the same even though they've got different properties like hey here's a baseball bat and it's a it's a blunt instrument or here's a um a lead pipe and that's a you know a blunt thing and and later on you're like oh here's a giant cleaver but that does slashing and just like even though they've got two different properties they don't feel any different like they do the same shit right and they i think they're the same i think they impact different they impact different but they feel like there's not a massive difference between the two they just yeah. it's, the thing that borderlands does so well is that you've got this collection of weapons and and most of the weapons feel different yeah right? like some of them feel the same because they're from the same makers but the rate of fire is different and they do different you know elemental effects and all that sort of stuff like at least the guns feel crazy and different whereas if i walked in a fight with a fucking a pipe and you had a machete i don't think we'd really notice much of a difference like, well, they're still hitting this thing and they're still falling down and dying it's not like you're cutting limbs off yeah or anything like you can do that but the yep. limbs fall off once you've killed them um and the where that extends to is i think they've got a massive issue with the resource economy in the game yeah uh finding uh you, you're you're scavenging for items you're finding electrical parts or um sticky tape and all this you know, feathers and all this sort of stuff in the game and you use those items to modify your weapons and they do not give you enough of anything it's um i have so much scrap I, i've I finished the game. I played 40 hours of this game. I have like 900 scrap. Mm. I have four fucking alcohol bottles on me. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I've, I've modded like, I reckon I've modded, I can count on one hand. Yeah. I reckon the amount of weapons that I've modded in this game because the, the amount of resources that it takes to mod it just feels like I am so sparse in what I can do with it. I'm like, well, should I do should I mod this gun, this weapon, this um, melee weapon, or should I wait until I'm like level five and and then mod like a legendary one? Yeah. And uh, on top of that, each either uh, consumable item or um, or weapon or like anything the game has a 
a leveling system. So for instance, bandages start at like level one or Molotov cocktails start at level one, like everything, grenades, all this stuff starts at level one. Um, weapon mods to set your things on fire or poison damage, it's all level one. And every time you wanna level it up, it takes a certain amount of resources. And one of the main resources for this stuff is generally zombie heads for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. Yep. I do not have any zombie heads in this game. Like <laughs> all of them come out at night, it seems like. And this is like a chaining effect of like, here's where the problems start. And it's sort of like waterfalls down to all of these other things that it affects. Mm. Uh, and so like the resources, you, I just felt like I never had enough of anything to level up anything. I leveled up. The only thing that I leveled up in this game were my bandages and my Molotov cocktails. Um, and I got them... I, I didn't even max out the Molotovs and I got the bandages probably like 70% of the way there. And they're the only two things I leveled up the entire game yep. other than my paraglider once and my grappling hook once. Yeah. Because I just didn't have anything Stuff, yeah. to do. Like, yeah. And, and there's like... So there's dozens and dozens and dozens of, of these things that you can acquire in the game and level up, but I just didn't have the resources to do it. And so you get to a point where it's like, well, I don't have the things to level this stuff up with. Also can't attach to any of my weapons because I don't have, I've only got five of those things that I can use and maybe I want to use them later on. Yep. And so it just becomes this cycle of like, the game is stopping you from having fun because it's so slowly dishing out all this stuff. Uh, and I don't know if I was just like, it's, am I looking in the wrong spots for this stuff? Or like, I felt like I was scavenging pretty hard in this game for yeah. most of it. Yeah. And I just wasn't getting anything out of it. Most of it was scrap or you like, you search a zombie, you search like five zombies and nothing comes out of it. It's all empty, 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 empty. And all of a sudden, oh, zombie head, uncommon. I'm like, oh, cool. I, I have more... I rare like, zombie heads than I do uncommon zombie heads. When you're crawling through like some dark car park hmm. near 17 billion sleeping zombies yeah and you walk up to a, a box and then he, he stands up and he kicks it open as hard as he fucking can yeah it's just like <laughs> fucking, fucking cow motherfucker <laughs> and then he crouches back down and he loses it really quiet and then he turns to the next box and like fucking boom cunt fucking hammer on that one you fucking dickhead yeah, fucking take that latch. Like, no wonder he gets punched all the time. He's probably doing it because yeah, he gets punched all the time. There's no concept yeah. of stealth from this motherfucker when he's looting. Just be quiet. Could you do it quietly? Just like mm. open. It's a fucking plastic box, mate. You don't have to fucking kick it. We could just fucking we could use our hands. Fucking hell. Yeah. It's really stingy with the fucking XP as well. I'm sure you know by the the time you get to where you are. Um, you know, most of the stuff unlocked by the time I got to where I went. I was like level. The leveling system is really strange. Yeah. Uh, it's like separated into bars, and each bar is worth one, like either parkour point or um, or melee point. Yeah, I, I unlocked most of the things by the time I finished the game, but I don't care about any of the stuff. It's all the all the upgrades are terrible. Most of them are terrible. Well, There's I'm a couple mostly, that I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm mostly annoyed because I unlocked... So I, I did this fucking... I, I saw this parachute draped over a fucking 
uh, building and then underneath it was this fucking hideout for a gang or renegades or whatever the fuck they are. And they're, they're the bad guys, although they're... Are they? They're only like 10% worse than literally everyone else in this fucking city. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you, like, oh, by, like, when you do the first one, like, he, he sort of introduces you to this hideout sequence. Uh, but, and, and, like, I snuck through it and I, like, stealthily took everyone out. Nah. I walked up to the front gate and I shoved a fucking, the, the neck of a guitar into some dude's fucking throat until he stopped breathing. And then, like, I did it in front of one of those dudes who sounds the alarm. And so everyone ran at me, and then I just murdered them all with kicks. Um, I'm like, eh, I could sell this, or I could get this done in, like, three minutes. Anyway, before I... Because it, it does this thing where you have to loot everything in an area because after you raise the flag, all the loot will disappear, which... Why? I don't know why you'd do that, but it's. I think it's because they they changed the aesthetic of it. Um, so I'm like, okay, so I got to fucking wrap this shit up before I I do the flag. And so I, I thought I knew how to get to something, and I jumped around a wall, and I uh, still haven't really got the hang of my parachute thing because I only just got it. Uh, so I popped the parachute, but I uh, I'd used up all my stamina. And I like floated into a wall and I grabbed the wall and then I was out of stamina, but I was like six stories in the air. So I plummeted my death before I'd popped the flag. And so it respawned me, uh, I don't know, fucking 400 meters away. And the the base was repopulated with bad guys because I hadn't popped the flag, but all of the bosses were killed. So all I had to do was run in and pop the flag, which is exactly what I did. Um, but yeah, it was just fucking, that was odd. Anyway, I climbed to the top to where this, this parachute's draped over and it's like a military drop site. And, uh, I climb all the way up some tricky fucking parkouring. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I enjoy, I really enjoy that aspect of the game. And then I, uh, I get to this elevator and the only thing stopping me from getting to the top is the like a, a wall scramble ability. That's it. And I, I I spent fucking ages trying to work out if there was some other way to get up there. But that's it. That's there's one path as far as I can see, and I can't get there. I'm like, cool, great. Well, that was a big fucking waste of time. Uh, I mean, they don't. Like most of the activities in the game will tell you, like, hey, you need to be this level stamina to get up here and they but they don't block you from getting to places like if you don't have that ability you should be able to get up some other way there's always multiple ways to get up there I would um, love unless to it see. involves a, a grapple hook I would, then you yeah. know you need it well the, the it, it also tell you tells you you need it the grapple where, where does it tell you this uh whenever you like one of the missions, it'll be like required item. It'll be like paraglider or grapple hook or something like that. But this is just like a world objective. Yeah. So, I don't know. Doesn't say anything of the sort. I don't know. It's it's just, it's shitty. Because I got 99% of the way there and then I found out that I couldn't do it. And I'm like, okay, good, great. Mm. All because I don't have this one wall scramble. And I'm like one 
one parkour point away. I was tempted to just jump around on desks until I earned enough parkour points to, to do it. I was like, maybe during the night time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Double the points. Save myself having to climb up it again. But yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so there's that. Uh, I'm, I've only just reached that point. I had to start over, right? Well, I started over because Luke suggested that I start over. I had to restart Dying Light. Because yeah, your game was cooked. Because my game was cooked. And it was still cooked when I started over, so that was awesome. Uh, but I didn't really lose all that much. It didn't really matter in the grand scheme You're of like an hour in. Well, Half an hour in. And like you get most of the XP. Like you get this, you get XP and stuff for jumping on things and whatnot. But you get so much more XP for doing missions that it's almost inconsequential. It's almost pointless doing the other stuff. Yeah. Like it's almost just like a fucking token amount of XP, which makes it feel yeah. bad. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. It's so weird, man. Speaking about pointless things, the nighttime. I think that is the most pointless thing in the game. It, it so this nighttime chase thing. Mm. Uh, there are howlers on the ground, and these howlers start to. If you get too close to them, they you know they detect you and then start a chase, and it's like a um, GTA police system where it gets up to certain levels, and each level adds extra enemies or harder enemies and that sort of thing. And you got to try and work your way to a safe point. Um, but while this is happening, you gain extra experience. Um, I never found this system interesting at all. Like, yeah, yeah, me neither. Th- there was no point doing anything on the ground during nighttime because there were so many howlers. Yeah, that it just didn't make a, any difference. And that's and even if you bashed, if like even if you bashed, the, like I literally took like did a takedown on a howler, and it still got its scream off once. Like it just doesn't matter, man. Like. It's it's completely pointless doing anything on the ground because if a howler gets a fucking sniff of you, it just howls and you're done. Like you can't run up and, and kill a howler before it yells. It'll yell while you're fucking beating its brains in and it'll just start yelling and you're like, all right, let's do the chase. What I do, what, what I find useful is like I, I use it for farming those uh, trophies that you're talking about. That's the only time you get those trophies. Yeah, I go it's during not because go, they're like specially infected. I go jump on a howler and like booga booga booga, and then I'll just run around for a bit until I get to chase level three. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then turn, leave because you get one shot in level three. Well, no, I stand like just just outside of the UV lights, and then I'll just start hitting things <laughs> until and get a couple of kills. Get a couple of kills, and then when I feel like there's too many of them, I'll just dock back into the UV lights, and then I'll go get my trophy. So I'm like, yeah, another job well done. Uh- I found a. Um, <laughs> I was doing a, a mission yesterday. It was pretty close to the end, yep. and it was a. It was basically a kill chamber. Um, it wanted me to turn on a power system in this room, and after I turned it on, the objective was like go back to the main room and turn the power on over there. But when I turned it on in this room, set up a bunch of electrical traps in the room um and it kept spawning zombies but they were the the special zombies so they're like uncommon every time i killed one i'd get an uncommon trophy (laughs) and so i just stood in this room for 10 minutes just every time they spawned they'd run at me and stand in the puddle of electrical water and die and i was like i'm just gonna stay here for 10 minutes and farm these fucking trophies because 
this is the easiest thing I've ever done. Finally found a way um, to get it. I think, like, they fucked up. They need to change the trophy system so that it's it spawns from the regular zombies. Like, yep. you need to be getting them from there the so that you can level up least, all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, and like, that'd make the nighttime more... I mean, the nighttime's still not interesting. I don't think it adds anything to the game other than uh, the there's certain areas in the game that you can get to mm. that generally have volatile enemies in there that you can't get into during the day but at night time you can go to these buildings and look what about them. when we that's were the playing only interesting part when we were playing co-op together and you're like oh yeah let's go in this building we'll get you some inhibitors and then we go oh, into yeah. the building and there's like fucking daytime. 70 billion fucking yeah it was still technically daytime it was like because <laughs> nighttime triggers at 7 30 it was like 7 15 or some shit and we go i i open this door and there's like fucking 40 of these fucking super dudes and i'm like well i think i'm dead luke <laughs> yeah i was i, I was do i was doing one of those missions and um Time doesn't stop when you're like you got to go through this building and you've only got a certain amount of time to do it because it's night time. Mm. And I got like four floors down because you're like clearing a floor and then opening up and getting uh, those inhibitors to level you up. And then you go down another floor. I go all the way down the bottom and I'm like killing people. And all of a sudden, this big fucking dude's running at me. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I start belting and I look behind. There's like three of them. Anyway, it eventually kills me. I'm like, what the shit happened? I respawn and I realize like it just hit daytime and I'm like oh, fucking hell <laughs> so now whenever I jump into one of those rooms I'm like oh is it how, how much time do I have you, you, I need you, to have at least 50% you're standing at the doorway at fucking at like at dusk you're like oh 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 6.30 now okay let's go let's yeah. go let's okay. go they've all okay. left 12 full hours they'll have disappeared because they don't like, like they just not there right it's not like it's just not there yeah 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 shit's um, spawning in constantly for me like i constantly seeing enemies popping in and stuff uh like popping in out of nowhere uh it tries to hide it with those explosions and shit but you still see see it often enough um it happened while we were playing co-op and we did that military thing uh and i was popping all those explosive barrels and yep. then all of the explosive barrels respawned at one point and so did half of the zombies and i'm like yeah they come crawling from like underneath things. cars and um out of anywhere but that that's like an actual event that that's like a sequence that happens when you're doing those military checkpoints but like they actually just respawned at one point mm. uh, i don't yeah. even know i can't work out how that works but yeah there's so much fucking jank in this game like even excusing the obviously flawed experience that i had um yeah there's there's a lot of fucking jank but it's it's very compelling like you played it's it for fun. you played it for fucking i don't know 30 hours over, hour. the, over fucking hours. three days or some shit so yeah i think you did 30 <laughs> hours over three days and then you did fucking 10 hours over the next fucking four days like there must be I, something I, yeah. in it like I like that first area yeah. and I think once I got to the next bit I was like oh I can kind of see like this stuff is breaking like I'm not getting upgrades that I want to I can't mod my weapons like the game is just stopping me from having fun um, those supply drops you were talking about or the, the military checkpoints like you can't clear them they're just always there and so yeah. it felt like I'm, I'm finding them all over the place and it's like oh here you can get you've got a chance of getting armor or a weapon or um, valuables and it's like 
there's just like 50 of them on the map. It's not like you can go and clear them. Yeah. They're just always there. Yep. I, I think it's better. I think it would be a more interesting experience if it was like, oh, you've cleared this area. Like you've done it. Yeah. Thank you very much. But you don't. You clear it. You come back 10 minutes later and it's, you can do it again. Uh, like I like that satisfaction of like checklists. Here we go. See you later. Um, and it, it has like a lot of that. Like most of the game is like clearing checklists. Like, yeah. But for whatever reason, those parts aren't, there and a lot of it is copy and paste stuff like those checkpoints are all the same they're they're yeah. all the same thing the um you know there's missions later on where it's like uh you've got to deliver mail to this these people and every single mission is exactly the same uh you just run from one point to the next you deliver mail the building is always exactly the same fucking layout in the building they're always in the same spot and you do that f- 10 times and um some of the stuff just feels, I'm not going to say lazy, but repetitive, extremely repetitive. Like they they just half-assed it. It just wasn't interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I think I enjoyed it a lot more the first couple of hours, but then once I realized it was just, there's too many things there that just stopped me from having fun. Like you're giving me all this cool stuff that I just can't use because you're not giving me enough resources to be able to do it like i wanted to be able to like what if i combine the freeze mod with the fire one and i set people on fire but they're also stunned like i couldn't do any of that because i just didn't have the tools to be able to try it out it just wouldn't let me um even at the end of the game when it's like hey craft this um craft bandages right i got to a point where i had like maybe 30 bandages i could craft left even though i'd been harvesting Honey, you know, honey, like the entire game, because it takes, it's like two, two plants and one whatever it is to create one bandage. Like, yeah, arrows later Doesn't on. Doesn't it ramp up when you like when when you level up your crafting? Yeah, it like takes more. It requires more resources. Uh, I haven't noticed that. Maybe it did at the start. It wasn't as intensive, but like. There's different types of arrows. At one point, at the very end of the game that I was at, I could craft five of those arrows. I'd been playing for 40 hours and I could craft five of those arrows, even though I'd never used any of the other stuff that like it wanted me to use. That's all I'd found yeah. in 40 fucking hours. And I'm like, oh, all right, fair enough. Cool. Like It's just so limiting in, in what it's trying to get you to do in terms of fun. I think that's the biggest problem that the game has from a gameplay perspective is like all, all this cool stuff that i thought i enjoyed from the first game like i remember modding weapons so much in that game yeah and it's just not it's not present in this one um i think they focused in some of the wrong areas this time around but like i still in, enjoyed my time with it i just think it's very clunky put together yeah, yeah. no it's it's it, like i said it's so obviously unfinished to me like it's it's not a finished game they're still trying to finish it and i guess the good thing right and they proved it with dying light one is that they will finish it over time and it will improve over time and that's good but it's disappointing to board it on day one and to experience this subpar fucking experience you know like that doesn't undo your initial experience it just makes right. you makes you think to yourself okay well for the next Techland game i won't buy it for six fucking months 
I will wait for a fucking sale. I will never make this mistake again, right? I will wait for a sale for Dying Light 3. I will buy it at half price because mm -hmm. that's when it will be fucking finished. That's when it will be a complete fucking experience. Like, yeah. 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 Like I said, I still enjoyed it. I, I'd probably give it like a 6, 6. Yeah. 6.5, something like yeah. that. Um, if I was properly reviewing it, but... Yeah, I think there's a lot of gameplay issues that it's got that need to be looked at, starting with the resource economy. Um, yeah, for sure. All right, anything else to add? Um, no. I mean, we played a little bit of co-op. Uh, I wish we would play more co-op. I had a lot of fun playing co-op. I mean, we had fun playing co-op. It doesn't it doesn't level scale, which is shit. Uh, uh, co-op is broken uh, for most of the time. Uh, it might be a yeah, tricky progress way. didn't save. Like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, save. Yeah, story progress doesn't save. It does save you the stuff you get, yeah, items you get, and uh, and like XP you gain and stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, it doesn't save pro story progress. I didn't really have a problem with that. Might be a tricky way to fucking usurp some of the uh, more stingy parts of the the resource economy. It's to mm. go farm some shit in another player's game or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I had fun. My favorite thing was the first thing that happened when we left the the bazaar in your game, and I jumped off a roof and fell to my death. Died. Yeah. <laughs> it really set the tone for what was about to happen, which was just a clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but I'm day, like jumping over fucking light posts, grabbing onto a ledge, and I look behind, and you're like pancaked. <laughs> All right. It was because I was following you, but you'd unlocked like the long jump or something and I didn't have it. <laughs> so I just fucking didn't make it. I'm like, well, down I go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I have, I've only gotten co-op working once uh, and I tried, I've tried playing a couple of times in co-op, but it's very sporadic. At one point, I had to delete some people off my Steam friends list because apparently the game can't handle it. If you've got more than 300 friends on steam yeah which is just gold that's just i've never fucking encountered anything like that before that's amazing mm. um yeah it's just jank shit man it's just jank shit which is just not good you yep. know but anyway all right well let's move on now we got more stuff to talk about elden ring elden ring look out uh yes i played this the final preview. You can read my uh, my preview on ozgamers.com. Uh, it will be up when this is up because the embargo uh, is at 2 a.m. tomorrow morning. So don't put this up before then, Luke. Um, yeah, Elden Ring. This was theoretically the entire fucking game. I had theoretically accessed the entire fucking game, but... I don't think Strange. it was the entire fucking game. Uh, I got the feeling that it wasn't, that there was something different, that there was that there were elements that were altered uh, in this experience uh, because I couldn't find, and it seemed like they had removed uh, the item that you used to invade other players. Uh, it seemed like that had happened. Maybe I just didn't find it. Maybe it's just in, in some place that I didn't run to. Uh, but it seemed like 
yeah, I couldn't invade other players and it seemed like that was removed and also did some stuff that I felt like shouldn't have happened. Uh, so I'm not 100% certain that this is the final finished game, but uh, it's very close. Uh, I could go anywhere. Uh, I could find anything. I could do whatever I want. I went to some places that I definitely didn't expect to go to. Uh, and I got to tell you, uh, Elder Ring's some shit. It's going to take some adjustment, right? Like if we think back to seafood, right? And I was talking about in Dark Souls, how everything was really deliberate, right? There's no, there's no way for Elden Ring to be as deliberate because of the freedom afforded by an open world game, right? You can go anywhere, you can do anything. Um, that said, it does try to coax you into going into certain places as opposed to instead of going to others. Like I immediately, like you get two bonfires, sorry, three bonfires. And one of the bonfires, it turns out, has to be, uh, there's a bonfire just below the storm gate. Uh, you have to go to that one to get your fucking spectral steed. That's your horsey. You can't just go to th any three bonfires, uh, but as long as you've, like that has to be one of the three bonfires. And once you go there, you get your spectral steed. You get your horsey and uh, you can go riding wherever you want. And it doesn't appear to gate you. It's not like, you know, Grand Theft Auto. You can go to like, uh, you couldn't leave the first island because a storm had blocked the bridges or some shit, right? <laughs> um, that's not happening here. You just, I just fucking, I spent way too long in this previous session because I only had six hours. I spent way too long farting about in the area that was from the closed network test, right? Because I wanted to, I wanted to see what was different. And then I'm like, hang on, what the fuck am I doing? I can go anywhere in this game. So I just fucking belted east. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go directly east as far as I fucking can. See how far I can get. I was able to get extremely far, extremely far. I was fighting regular enemies who uh, gave me as many souls as the first boss that I defeated back in the closed network test. Uh, they were taking almost as much fucking uh, work to fucking defeat as well. They were fucking rough and there were loads of them and they were all over the fucking place and they were fucking me up. It was hairy. I wasn't finding a lot of fucking bonfires, so that made things hairier still, but uh, didn't matter. I'd, I'd find a bonfire where I could I continue on. It's fucking, it's huge, man. It's huge and there's so much shit to see and do. And I'm always scared to talk about too much of it, right? Because, you know, there's there's that part of a Souls game where finding shit is, is part of the magic. Uh, but I did do some crazy shit. I got invaded a couple of times uh, by AI invaders. And the fights with them were just fucking... I love... What I liked about them was how they were like two speeds, right? Uh, I was either getting my absolute shit kicked in and just barely staying alive at all times and popping all my fucking pots and then eventually I'd die. I, I died to one of the invaders at like the fucking... Like we literally struck like fucking Apollo Creed and Rocky shit. Except it wasn't like at the same time. 
it was they hit me. Like it must have been fucking nanoseconds before I hit them, but they hit me first. And so I died and never struck. And uh, then I went back and I fucking like two hit them. I just like fucking whoop, whoop, dodge, backstab, chop, chop, dodge, backstab, dead. And I'm like, easy, baby. That's, that's all. Why don't I just do that in the first place? Uh, yeah, like that's that's how those invasions went. It was like it was cool. I love invasions in in Souls games. Um, I'm never not going to call Elden Ring a Souls game because it's a fucking Souls game. There's zero question in my mind. All right, you can't convince yeah. me uh, anything else. If if it turns out that it's like a fucking prequel to Dark Souls or a, a thousand years after Dark Souls or some shit. I wouldn't be. I won't be surprised at all. Uh, it's a Dark Souls game, one hundred percent. It's not a Bloodborne. Uh, it's not a Sekiro. Uh, it's not a Souls like. It is a Dark Souls game uh, in an open world. That's the only difference, and that's the challenge that I think this game is going to face. Is that Dark Souls had that deliberation? It was really fucking particular about when you took these fights, right? While you were starting out. Whereas this one, you do the tutorial mission uh, area. And by the way, uh, if you feel confident that you know how to play fucking Dark Souls games, the game will tell you to do the starting area, this this tutorial zone. Don't bother. You don't even get enough souls to buy a single level from doing it and you get nothing, not a single item of consequence is found within the, that area. Uh, it's completely skippable. Don't bother with it. It's useless. It's just a waste of time. Just go straight out the door. But at the same time, if you do go straight out the door, the first enemy you'll see is uh, is the... What's his name? That big fucking sentinel, the tree sentinel. The big golden horseback knight. And do not try to fight him. He will end your shit. He will fuck your life up uh, immediately. Like, you've got no hope. If you don't have a horse, you're going to die to that guy. Um, yeah, you can. There are fights with like loads and loads of enemies. I took on like 20 enemies at one point. Um, felt pretty good. Uh, yeah, like they will. Dark Souls doesn't have the Batman thing. They'll just all attack at once. They don't give a shit. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> yeah. They got no compunctions about that shit, um, which is good. Like you can lure, you can sort of bait the. The friendly fire as well, which is nice. Um, I mean, it's more Assassin's Creed, right? Batman had the system where you have to press block for every fucking true, true enemy that was there. Yeah, Assassin's Creed, the ones where they stand around, everyone's like, "Oh, two at a time, true. please." Yeah, uh, that is true. But uh, yeah, I uh, I don't even know. I'm I'm terrified of saying too much. Yeah, I'm terrified of saying... It's out in two weeks. It's out in two weeks. The one thing I'm most intrigued about, and I write about it in a little bit in, in my uh, preview, is I killed the biggest fucking dragon I've ever seen in any video game. It, it was like the god of dragons, and I killed it. And I don't think I should have been able to kill it. And if I'm able to kill it when the game comes out... Mm-hmm. I will be very concerned for what that means 
for the game because it's got to have some consequences. Uh, I just don't, I don't like, I don't know how I managed to do it really. It had a tail that was twice my size and I just sort of stood at the tail and chopped at it Yeah, for like legitimately 10 minutes and then it died and I got fucking tons of souls and I got all these items, these dragon hearts that you can use to buy things and there goes my buzzer. I'm not, I'm not getting it. Um, yeah, I got all this shit, man, and I just don't think it should have happened. But I don't know. Maybe it was supposed to happen. Maybe if you do that, uh, maybe if you do that, you just, I don't know, the the dragon god was going to help you and you just killed it and now you're fucked or something. I, I have no idea. I'm very intrigued as to the consequences of that action. I'm, yeah, I'm all over the place thinking about it, but... I did it, so that was cool. It was weird, but it was cool. I killed loads of bosses. Like, it's very easy in the game to just go find a boss. There's a, like, there is a bit of repetition, right? There's a little, there's, I guess it's sort of like there are tile sets, like the areas are built out of tile sets. Like, you can go to some mines here, and they won't be identical to, but they'll be very similar to some mines over there right like this this hallway is blocked off this one isn't <laughs> yeah 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 or like yeah this 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 mine's made up of a room that has a b a c layout and this mine's made up of one that's made of b a b c or something like that you know like um and it actually allows you to sort of learn the like the, there's a there is a learning curve there like you can sort of understand how a mine works based on the information you learned in the last mine you're like okay well uh to get to the final boss i should be like while i go down this elevator i should be on the lookout for a tunnel that branches off the elevator before it's stopped you know like a tunnel that you sort of have to jump off the elevator while it's moving to get to type thing um yeah like there's there's that element to it um but yeah like apart from that it's it, it's it feels like there are loads of unique areas like loads and loads of unique areas and so you you sort of constantly discovering something new uh and there's an intuitive way to know that you're going to get to a boss fight, right? Like you can look for the, the fog and you can see the fog from a fair way away. Yeah. But at the same time, there's also like, a, oh, well, I'm not going to find this boss fight when I first enter the castle. I'm probably going to have to get a bit of the way through this castle before I get to a type thing. Yeah. Like from software games have done in the past where they've some of the most recent ones, they try and trick you as well. Like there'll be oh, a fog sure. gate and you open it and it's just like another room and you're like, yep. oh fuck. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it comes the boss fight. Uh, yep. Ah, uh, damn it. I've been puckered up all this time for no reason. Um Yeah, and I and I definitely think that that will happen, right? They like 
one of the things they love to do is is set you up for set you up for some subverted expectations but yeah i didn't really have enough time to have my uh my expectations subverted all right with six hours right if some if you try something and it doesn't pay off in something interesting you're like all right cool moving on right like i tried there was one fight against this uh this giant fucking i don't even know how to describe it a tree i guess uh, um there's this fight against the tree I, I started and it was pumping out so much fucking magic that i was like no nah, i don't i don't think i can do this one i'm gonna i'm gonna belt on and yet at the same time i'm like i'm gonna stand next to this dragon tail for 10 minutes press an r1 and see if it works right but the there's a difference there because like one of them did work and the other one i could tell wasn't gonna work and that's the that's the yeah the the factor that time pressure sort of introduces is yeah you've got to be like well it worked it didn't work let's move on let's go i gotta see the next thing i gotta see it i gotta see as much as possible uh see what's what is possible but at the same time yeah there's there's a i don't know you can't talk about all of this stuff because you don't want to spoil things for people uh you dodge around shit you gotta be very careful what you talk about i don't think i've spoiled anything in particular um i know things for sure right and i'll use that information uh when the game comes out to get a bit of a head start but well provided depending on how similar what i played is to the actual final bill um <clears throat> but yeah we'll see we'll see uh performance wise it was 4k 60 on a 3070 uh ti and uh it never dipped it never dipped once for me uh it was fantastic gorgeous absolutely gorgeous and a rock solid 60 frames per second uh which makes me think it could was probably uh like averaging higher than that because it literally never dropped below 60 uh i wouldn't be playing on 4k anyway I'd probably be playing on fucking 1440p so i might even be able to get 120 uh frames yep. that'd be nice that'd be ideal uh especially on the 3080 i'm sure i could fucking make it happen um yeah well they haven't released any um system specs yet no this is a very contentious debate currently ongoing <laughs> on the forums and and uh, social media pages about how they have not released any specs for this game yet, and we're two yeah. weeks out. Uh, which is which is odd. Uh, I don't think the game is in any danger of not launching. I what I think happened, and I think it was semi confirmed earlier today uh, that that hack that they had uh has really fucked a lot of stuff for them uh but they're implementing a lot of a lot of like network protection shit into elden ring to make it safer um yeah i thought i glimpsed and don't hold me to this uh i, I didn't write this in the preview but uh i thought i glimpsed eac in the command line when the game was i think they announced up. that already 
Have they? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, let me just check. Well, yeah, oh. yeah, they have. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I thought I had a scoop. Oh, um, but yeah, that's a ex- That's a great step in the right direction for uh, for from software games. It's still uh, probably going to be PvP. Uh, sorry, peer to peer PvP. So it's still not going to be flawless. So it'll run like garbage. <laughs> still no, not going to no be matter flawless. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, nevertheless, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that I've played the game of the year already. Hey, look, I'm going to wait cause again, we don't have review code. We're two weeks out. Like I said, it's very much unlike them. Like I said, this uh, that the the Souls game network hack has yeah. completely fucked their timeline. I believe has completely ruined their timeline, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's a big portion of what's going on here. Yeah, are I, they are they afraid I'm gonna fucking hack people? Yep. Is that what's going on? They're terrified of your raw power. Yeah. To hack people. You know what I'm terrified of? What's that? Fucking playing this game in five days. Oh, yeah. Being like, hey, finish this. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I yeah. found a I, mean, um, I found a jellyfish. You know those those summons that you can do? Right, yeah. Um, I found a jellyfish that I could summon. It was cool. useless. It was hilariously useless. Uh, popped, Far it, as you know. popped it in a boss fight. And uh, immediately regretted it because it used up a lot of my fucking mana. So that was good. That was pretty funny. That was a classic stitch up. Oh, and I found... Oh, I wrote this down. I wrote it down. <laughs> notes. Uh, you can buy these... You, you can buy these, these notes and it sort of like tells you shit uh, about the world. It's like hints and stuff. Uh, I I bought all of the ones I could find. I do not recommend buying any of them. They're all useless. I didn't didn't find a single one that was that led to anything or didn't told me something I didn't already know. But I found one that was called Notes: colon, Land Squirts. Land Squirts, which is definitely uh, a poop joke, right? Love a good land squirt, right? It's a poop joke. That's a poop joke. It's a poopy <laughs> joke. I made a poopy yeah. joke. Hi, hilarious. Anyway. Yep. All right. There you go. Yeah. Elden Ring. Hopefully, we'll be talking about that soon. Hopefully. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. Woo. It's going to happen. Uh, all right. Let's do some news and then get out of here. We got some uh, some big stuff to talk about. This first story um, came on the end of a. I don't know, like a four-thread tweet from the Rockstar Games account talking about um, GTA 5 and GTA Online and uh, the update that'll be coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S. And then they slipped this bit at the end. They said, and this is on the last page, uh, many of you have been asking about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we've previously delivered. We're pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the series is underway. 
so they haven't said it's Grand Theft Auto 6, but they've said that they're working on the next thing in the Grand Theft Auto series, um, which is probably Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, I guess this has been rumored for a while now. We've had the Kotaku story a few years back break talking about what uh, Grand Theft Auto is. Uh, it's going to be a small scope game that will be a, uh, I guess, like more of a live service thing that will be added to as the game goes on. Yep. Try and get this thing out sooner. Um, but this is the first time they've confirmed that they're working on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, which is <laughs> it's nice, but it's, yeah, it was sort of, it's the fucking, this is the weaseliest, uh, like the... I don't know, carefulest fucking shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. Just, uh, yeah. yes, it is happening. It's yeah. very different to the grant to the, sorry, the, the last big game they announced, right? Which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. That thing dropped it. Like, um, they did another, that was again, another like Twitter announcement or social media announcement, um, where they had the, the silhouettes. Remember those of the, the, oh, yeah. the James Marsden crew, not James Marsden. Um, I can't remember the fucking the crew name. I can't. I mean, he was in it. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the crew name. Either. Can't remember the name of the crew. Anyway, there was like a silhouette of them all standing there. Yeah. Um, and uh, they did this big thing. This is just them saying, "Hey, we're doing it." I guess they're trying to maybe get ahead of the Dutch. Oh, I'm so close. I feel like the I'm Vandal, so close. Vanda something, Vandalier, Vanda. How have we played this Vandal. so much of this game? And I've played this game twice, right? <laughs> Dutch, fuck, Dutch Vandalay, Vandalay, Vandalay Industries, <laughs> Vandalind. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll maybe they're doing something soon. I don't know. It is Vandalind. I know it. Anyway, yes. Does it feel like to you they're going to be showing something soon then if they're talking about it? Uh, we can only hope. I mean, surely, right? Or, or I don't know, quarterlies were earlier this week. And, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they needed something to pump it up. Yeah. Um, all right. Because well, it was uh, nothing announcement. That's not how they no. do it. Yeah, that's not, that's not very rock star of them. Not very rock um, star. All right, next up, this, here's a couple of your stories we've got here. Skate 4 is launching soon, EA says, has also sent out swag packs. Yeah, so I saw some swag packs for Skate going around. How uh, many did you get? I didn't get any. Um, I might be on their, on, the, on their bad list for what? telling the truth about Battlefield 2042 <laughs> yeah. as loudly as humanly possible. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, they, they announced that it's launching soon, which is uh, exciting. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I'm so nervous, right? It doesn't feel like it was that long ago that it was announced. And they ha didn't even, like it was announced and they were, it was just a video of of the team, right? So it's been, I don't know, like a year and a half ish since yep. then, um, and and so that's a very quick turnaround mm -hmm. uh, for what is actually a pretty complex game. Mm -hmm. So I'm, 
Uh, very cautious. Yes. I'm very apprehensive about this. Yeah. Still, if it's good, then I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, it'll be awesome. That's Next up, we got Sony revealed Sophie, an AI breakthrough. Sorry, AI break. Yes, your, your name was covering the text. Uh, AI nice. breakthrough for Gran Turismo coming via patch in GT7. Uh, so this is taking, uh, it's like an AI system for like driver task system uh, where other racers will be able to race against this AI. Apparently it's destroying very, very good races at this stage. Uh, so maybe they'll have to turn that down. Um, but it'll be coming into the uh, Gran Turismo 7, which is due out. Uh, that's next month as well. Fucking hell. Uh, it's going to be a big, big couple of months. Big first quarter. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's good to see them doing something with their, their racing system to make the AI a little bit better. But it's, it's what did you get out of this video? It's It's been needed for fucking ages, man. Like The AI in Gran Turismo has always been probably the weakest part of the game right you either like you were basically racing against ghosts that had a physical form in the game world and i hated it yeah um so the idea that the the i i mean yeah using machine learning to uh train a racing ai makes a lot of sense to me um i'm intrigued to see where it goes hopefully they're able to to manage it so that's uh both realistic and beatable that's always the challenge um i think uh to me um the forza series they've sort of been resting on the driver tire laurels for a little too long so i'm hoping that sophie will will shake things up a little bit to to force turn 10 to do something yeah. New and revolutionary. Did you watch the um, video that they did? I did not. Okay. Uh, they uh, PlayStation did a um, little 30-minute video on it. Uh, yeah, game looks cool. I sort of skimmed through it. I didn't watch the whole thing. because Yeah, I, I, read the, I read the tech document it's yeah. earlier today. Uh, just, I didn't want to watch a video. Why, why watch when I can read? Yeah. But yeah. Seems really cool. Yeah. They're, they're, um, very there's like a lot to it right they, they're going real deep into it so uh yeah i think they've got a really good foundation a really good idea on how uh on how they're going to make it as uh impressive as possible it's just a yeah it's really just a case of whether or not they can make it feel realistically beatable I mean, it's the thing we've talked about recently with, with the direction of where Forza has gone and um, and how I've said, like, I, I kind of, I'm very keen to play Gran Turismo because it's uh, it's going to feel like a different game. And I think I've, I've gone past that bit of it. I don't want to play a driving game anymore. And there was a good quote going around from, I think, the guy that's heading it saying, like, we're not making a driving game, we're making a car game. <laughs> And I'm yep. like, yes, that is so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, All right, let's move on here. We got Battlefield 2042 scoreboard patch delayed to March. This is on the back of a couple of other changes they're doing uh, as well as like the uh, the VoIP system, right? They're, that's being pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I think they're improving like the ping system as well, apparently. 
but yeah, not good news for. I mean, the fact that this is on the top of the list as well of things they're fixing. Yeah. It's, it's not a good uh, stat. <laughs> uh, I included this because I uh, I love I love Bash and Battlefield 2042, but um, it's really more depressing <laughs> yeah. than anything. Else. PUBG's back on the we love it list. Yeah, yeah. Something needs to take the the, the crown. That's what it is. That's how it is. We're gonna have, we're gonna have a fucking our whipping boy, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, this is just ridiculous though. This they should just scrap it. Just call it a day on this one. Because good lord, yes, it's, it's done. There's no, there's no. I don't think there's a redemption arc for this game. Is there? Is there? I don't think so. I mean, they'd have to put too much work in, I feel like. They're, they're basically to start over, right? Yeah, like all that work is already in a better game. Like Battlefield Five has seen such a massive influx of players. Like it's got more players playing than Battlefield 2042 at this stage um, by a lot. And the they would need to like add so much into 2042 to get up to a point where it was as good as Five and and even then like it's i think it's way too much work yeah yeah it's gonna, it'll take them like a year and a half to implement all that stuff yeah exactly yep it's, yeah it's cooked anyway um it's still crap uh they that ea investors call was also on and uh they didn't spend much time on battlefield 2042 other than saying it was disappointing yep yeah uh-huh. All right, next up, we got Steam Deck reviews. Steam positive, question mark? Um, so this I, I is- I put a question mark because I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this. But. Oh, okay, right. Uh, yeah, so Steam Deck is now getting in the hands of people. It's it's coming out uh, this month, I can think, to people that have, have placed orders for it. Um, seen some YouTubers, tech reviewers getting their hands on it. It seems really impressive. Like the technology behind it, everybody seems pretty- uh, yeah positive about the hardware specs like saying that it's some of the best stuff that's out there right now um i think there's a couple of issues with with like like the color and things like that on the screen is not as good as some of the others but also if this is the starting point for steam and if they continue to improve on this stuff like we know what valve is like right sometimes they'll just put something out and then that's it they'll fucking ditch it it'll go in the corner um but if this is like the start of a all right, here's the Steam Deck, and here is in a couple of years' time the Steam Deck Pro, and it's they've improved all all this stuff. Then it could be a really promising piece of technology. Yeah, yeah, uh, I uh, I've I've been really I don't know impressed with what I've seen of it so far because I didn't have high expectations. I guess I mean yeah. Which I, I don't know why. I mean, they always put out their hardware efforts have always been pretty fucking good, right? They yeah. they seem to to go all out. Uh, but this this was still better than I thought. Although bigger, right? It's huge. It's bigger than the Switch by a little bit, but also like the Switch is not very powerful. <laughs> True, <laughs> but it's it's quite large. I yeah. Thought. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Surprising. Um, yeah, it's, uh, like early reviews are one thing, but mm, yeah, I want to get in my hands at the end of the day, you know. Did you order one? 
No, I couldn't. Oh, you couldn't order it. Right. No. Maybe you can get it from eBay. Scalpers. Yeah, maybe. maybe. That'll <laughs> be fun. Um, yeah, it looks like a really cool piece of tech. Like, I don't know if I'd use it. I don't know where I'd use it. Really? No, I don't really go anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Sit on your couch. What's that? Sit on your couch and watch stuff while you play Vampire Survivors. There you go. Genius. Um, uh, yeah, so you can go check out YouTube for a bunch of the uh, reactions on that and install, deep uh, dives into the hardware. A Nintendo Switch emulator on it. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that, couldn't you? I guess. Easy, easy, baby. I guess. Uh, how long do you reckon it'll take him to do that? Oh, it can't be long, right? No time at all. Inside a week, I reckon. Inside a week. You think in a week? I reckon a week. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, we got two more stories here that I've, I've slowly put on. Uh, Atomic okay. Heart has a release window. Uh, they put out a, a trailer just before we started recording. Okay. Um, this is the uh, the game that's getting a lot of attention because it looks... I mean, people are saying it's got like Bioshocky vibes to it. All right. um, looks really cool. Uh, they've announced that it's going to be a day one Game Pass game, which is really cool. Uh, and their trailer had a really cheeky um, release window. It said uh, it was like writing two zero two, and then it was writing really extremely slowly, like a three, and then it backed up a bit and went to two. Uh, so it was right. it's this year. Um, and then they've got a hashtag, a bunch of hashtags, and then like ber. So it's going to be October, November, December this year. Um, from what it September. sounds like so, could be September yeah I think it'd be a smart move to put it in September Th- like this type of game for sure get it out of the way the other stuff and if it's you know as interesting as the art style is gameplay wise then yeah that could be I mean this could be a sleeper game of the year um, yeah because it looks really cool anyway uh, hopefully we see more of that soon but it looks really rad uh, the last piece I put on here was Lost Ark is launching on Steam tomorrow. It's already the number two game on Steam. Yeah, right. Um, so it's, this seems you, like you it's going to be big. You can go into like Founders Pack type shit. If you, you can like buy into it. Yeah, you can buy in or it's free to play from tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's currently the number one game on Steam. Wow. It's just jumped up since I've written this. Jeez, huh? It's, uh, it knocked, it knocked uh, Counter-Strike off. So yeah, it was number two. When we started this podcast, it has jumped up to number one. Nice. Well, that's cool. Uh, I'm intrigued. I feel like we have to talk about this next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'm not going to buy in, but I'll play it free no. to play for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm intrigued. I mean, where yeah. did this thing come from? It's been in Korea for ages, based on my yeah. reading. Like, uh, sure. been out, out there for years. Uh, which is sort of to our benefit, right? Because now it's coming out and it's apparently got like, well, it's got fucking four years of fucking content updates. So it's just chock-a-blocks uh, with shit to do. Um, I saw JB was was playing. He was stuck in a queue, which I, I'm never enthusiastic about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited to check it out. A good Diablo-style game. Yep. Uh, I think Path of Exile dropped a patch recently as well. I don't care about Path of Exile. Okay, so, fair enough. So, so there it's you in go. the top 10. It's back in the top 10. Nice. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, yeah. Dying Light did really well as on top of that. It's still in the top five. It peaked at 274,000 plays. That's, they had a massive launch. Um, That's I, awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Dying Light 3 from them. They did really well. Maybe they could finish the game before they release it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, okay, Maybe there you go. Sure. That's the news for this week. Unless there's anything else you want to quickly talk uh, about? There is not, no. No. All right. Do we have any questions? We do have one week? question, yes, because we went out early last week, and so I guess we didn't get to answer it in time. Fridge Monster Man writes, Hi, Job. Hi, Luke. Hi, guest. We don't have a guest. Uh, happy 600th episode. <laughs> Storytelling in games has come a long way. Back in the early days, the only way to tell the game story was a few paragraphs in the game's manual. Hey, remember manuals? Kind of wish they'd come back. Anyways, each storytelling medium has its strengths and weaknesses. Which game do you think plays to the unique storytelling strengths of games the most? Luke, thoughts? Hmm. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, Bioshock. Like RPGs? Bioshock is the winner for me. Uh, yeah. It is the is when I think of uh, the, the Watchmen of video games. I know this is going to sound pretentious and wanky and oh, so typical or whatever. Um, but when I think of the Watchmen of video games, I think of Bioshock uh, because it really did play directly into the, the, the medium as much right. as humanly possible. Uh, it's got choice. It's got uh, interesting visual storytelling that could could happen in a, uh, in a film. Uh, but is much easier in a video game. And then there's that big twist that uh, directly feeds or plays into the linearity of the video game and, uh, and, and plays with that aspect of it uh, significantly. So that would be my pick. But I guess, yeah, an RPG, something like Planescape Torment would be a really good option as well um because it allows you uh so many options so many choices it, it takes the idea of player choice and does so much with it um and really yeah really goes places using that player choice so planescape torment might be a good one wait you like yeah. what are you thinking nba uh, like- 2k 19 or yeah, the one with the ghost, the ghost uh, <laughs> friend, helps you play basketball. <laughs> Just set in, set in benchmarks. That one. It was um, huge. No, I'm thinking like RPGs. Like the, the the last one that I can think of for me is like The Witcher. Really, Witcher Three really got me for the the story. Yeah. Um, but that also doesn't do a lot of like branching mm. story stuff. It's, I mean, I guess the. Bioshock you just talked about doesn't have that either. There's a couple of things in but the Witcher where it's Bioshock, sort of- right, uses its lack of branching uh, as part of its narrative. Story. That's yeah. the tricky part, right? It's it's aware of that failure and it uses that failure to its advantage, which is what works for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like we've just talked about dying light too and mm. how uninteresting that story is and you compare that to like the witcher and just the the world it tells the interesting characters you meet how Geralt sort of solves 
a lot of the problems um, and just the world building in it, I think is really cool. Uh, I, it's been a long time since I think we've had a story as good as that, that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, the other alternative would be a multiplayer game like DayZ or maybe PUBG where yeah. the story isn't the one told by the game but told via the game. is That is a unique storytelling strength of games uh, yeah. that, that no other medium can really match. Um, so that, that might be a decent... Yeah. Like when you talk about question. how you landed in that town that you can't remember the name of. I know. It is uh, a riveting story. <laughs> <laughs> and then I blew Morkai up with C4 because I didn't know how to throw it correctly. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's got it all. Incompetence, more incompetence, still more incompetence. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, good question, Bridge Monster Man. It's a shame nice. we didn't ask this last week. We would really like to hear next I think it came in like maybe even a couple hours late. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been like real close to just after we finished because it was at nine on the same day. So that's a bummer. I'm yeah, sorry it, was, it was a couple hours later because we recorded like afternoon, right? Four o'clock or something. Did we start at four? Right, yeah. I think we started at four, four or five, four thirty because Nate had work. Ah, yep. What a talk. Yeah. Um. All right. Good stuff. Sorry we couldn't get that in in time. Uh, we had to. We went early because of uh, dying light too. Mm. Um, to try and get that up on time which the I- podcast I think went out a day early that week Indeed. Uh, yeah alright there you go that is the questions you got anything you want to plug people check out whether it's your work or go to ozgames.com and check out my uh, Elden Ring preview uh, for a bit of a story that I didn't really tell on the podcast uh, have a squeeze at that uh, and yeah uh that's all i've got nice you, like? i don't have anything going on right now we ruined it we talked about tv shows earlier in the episode so we've spoiled yeah. it um did we talk about motorville not really not really it's on Netflix. favorite episode um have you finished oh it? i think i've i think i'm i've still got one left i still got ken jong I think I just started that and then something happened. Oh, the basketball started. I ah. switched it off. Yep. Um, Sharon Stone one was really good. The fucking, chick from- How cool is she? She is fucking <laughs> she cool nailed. as ice. That is But crazy. she's also being extremely serious about what she was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, she was just so fucking unflappable. It was crazy. Like, she's yeah. just- That was fucking phenomenal. Holy shit. Um, uh, the- yeah. I don't know any something, any oh, from yeah. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, yeah. Didn't like her. I didn't think she was very funny. Um, but there were moments during know. that one where I she was know. laughing. Yeah. Yeah. When she was in the costume. <laughs> yeah. The last one where she was, she couldn't say anything and she was getting like people's names wrong. <laughs> yeah. Is that line about how she came up with the fucking, the, the name of her store? Yeah. Holy shit. The pancake one. Uh yeah, yeah. The the name of it though. And yeah. like Will Arnett is feeding so it's basically it's a murder mystery game, mm. right? Where they have to solve a murder mystery uh 
like like you might at a murder mystery party or something, except it's yeah. like just them. And it's hosted by Will Arnett, uh, who's Job from Arrested Development or Bojack Horseman. Um, like he's a fantastic improv actor as it is, uh, a very funny guy. And uh, he is playing off their improv. So that's the other thing is they've got to basically go in and just do whatever he tells them to. And obviously well, it's up to a, a limit. But uh, Well, yeah. the, show, the show isn't uh, – everybody in the show has a script except for the guest. Yeah. So they, they're improving and he's like riffing off of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, they, they don't have any lines or anything and they just go based off whatever he tells them. And uh, yeah, I, like at some at one point in each episode, he'll go in like put make them put in an earpiece, and they just have to say whatever he tells them to say. And he's yeah, he like feeds them lines episode, each episode. But the first <laughs> one's Conan. Second one is is it Kumal? No, no. The second one's the NFL player. Oh yeah, Marshawn Lynch. He's good. That was pretty funny. Uh, third one's Kumal. Fourth one's Annie, fifth one's Sharon Stone, and the sixth one is Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong might be my favorite episode, but he doesn't do a very good job at the improv. Kumail, Kumail seem- just he 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 didn't he kept laughing and like <laughs> he didn't seem to get it at all at the start. Yeah, but the fucking took him a while. his walk, the bit where he's doing his walk. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Holy shit, that was funny as shit. And he's like, now make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was that was yeah. good shit. But yeah. Uh it's good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, very fun. Um I saw it was based on a, a UK one. The UK show. Yeah. And I looked it up and there's like five seasons of it, and I do not recognize a single name. Uh, in any of the episodes, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch that. <laughs> I mean, that'd be like watching, like, have not have you been paying attention? What was the Australian one with Rob? Stitch? Thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. Yeah, it was that crew, right? It's the same crew, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's the same crew. How is it the same crew? What are you talking about? Isn't it like the the same guys that worked on it? Is it? Uh, I thought it was. I don't know. Uh, that had some funny bits. Like, I don't, yeah, it is. I'm just checking it now. It's it's Rob Stitch, Santo, Tom Gleason. It's the same guys. Well, it's on Murderville, really. No, no, no. I'm saying that worked on. Um, Thank God you're here. Worked on what? No, th- the show. Thank God you're here. The Australian one. Same guys worked on what? That worked on. Um, uh, have you been paying attention? What the fuck is have you pay, been paying attention? We weren't even talking about that. It's a channel. I, I, I said the wrong show and I said, oh, no, it's the same people that make right. it. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're having a completely different conversation. Yeah. Anyway, thank God you're here. I had some funny bits, but it was very, yeah. I don't know if it had as many episodes as they made of it. <laughs> it didn't have that many funny bits. <laughs> anyway, uh, good stuff. Well worth a show. Yep. 
Uh, okay, there you go. That is the podcast for that week. You can find us, The Gap, on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. The Gap, the GA podcast. Um, you can search and find us under that. Uh, if you do have a moment, please rate and review. The show helps other people find us on the internet. You can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there and talk about all sorts of things, video game related, movies, TV shows, uh, Wordle. Still updating that every day. Oh, yeah. Um, or just play video games. PUBG. Um, uh, invasions in, in Elden Ring soon and getting help in Elden Ring, I guess. could be Probably, probably getting help. Yeah. I'm just um, going to invade randos in Elden Ring more than anything yeah just do yeah. that for a day um that uh you can also get our website thegapodcast.com it's got links to all the things we do on the show including uh past episodes feature content all that sort of good stuff that is all thanks to our patreon members if you want to help support the show you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, become a recurring member get a podcast a little bit earlier um if you're in that tier uh thank you to everyone who does that every thank month so we appreciate the support we do um helps pay that. the bills that is the show job you can find you twitter.com slash joby jojo i am twitter.com twitter.com slash luke laurie uh next week we'll be talking about horizon forbidden west forbidden west that's next week isn't it that is next week yeah that's exciting um so you've been playing that yes um we will uh what day is that out is it is that like a Tuesday? Like a Tuesday game? Tuesday game? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Might be a Thursday game. Might be. I don't know. It says release date 18th of February. I think um, the embargo for review. I think the embargo is the 15th. 15th. So yeah. before next podcast, you will also be able to read my review of that on survivor.com. Look out. Nice. Um,. Yeah, and then next week, uh, talk about some more. So, some Horizon Food from West. Um, we'll get on this uh, Lost Ark game, some more uh, Sifu, and whatever else we got going on. I don't know. There's, there's so many things coming out right now, it is hard to keep track of. This first three months is insane. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That's the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week, and I'll uh, we'll catch you all next week. See you then. Love you. Bye. Bye.